The more you know, the more you know, the more you know, it's the more you know. And welcome back to the More You Noble Sports Podcast. Once again, we can't thank you all for joining us. And welcome, everybody, to Justin Timberlake Month, the NHL Playoffs Month, the NBA Quarterfinals Playoff Month, Paul Goldschmidt's Favorite Month, and the month that produced the man who is sitting in a dorm room in Champaign, Illinois, and is my co-host, Mr. Caleb Noble. The way I don't like the way you stated that. I'm born in May, for all of you who don't know, because that did sound a little strange without any context. But um, I, I yeah, it's a good month. Right, I thought that was right on. It's a good month. I am so geeked for these NFL NHL playoffs. I'm so excited for every game but the Blues games because I'm right, well, fucking we'll horrified. In a minute, how are things? First of all, um, pardon me for my voice. All right, so you're going to have to bear with it. Yeah, you're all right. Was it the golf tournament? Did it get you? Yeah. It has been cracking like a 14-year-old boy almost all day, and my students relentlessly made fun of me. So I do apologize for that. Uh, I had a fun I, text I, from mom. Do what? The, I had a fun text from mom after you um, – after you. I was texting you about the Cardinal game and my thoughts, and you weren't responding. And I texted, I texted mom and said, is dad okay? Just making sure. And she said, we're at the ranch after. Your dad is drunk, but I'm all good. <laughs> Uh, Friday night, Voodoo Fleetwood Mac, which was very, very good. Shout out to Sean Cannon and the Voodoo players. So good. So good. Uh, Saturday, Ranch House Golf Tournament uh, in memoriam for three of our our favorites at the ranch who we've lost in the last few years. And, hey, let me tell you something. Excuse me. pretty doggone well off the tee. I cannot hit an iron, and I cannot putt. Who likes irons? Sometimes I contemplated when I was on the golf team just bringing my five wood to the fairway every time. Even on, Same. even on, even if it was like a, a four, and I was relatively close, I would just hope that it didn't go too far past. Thank goodness I can hit the ball off the tee because that's the only shots we use all day. Was a great time. Uh, obviously, Dee Pagel, who friend of the show, uh, played with us. Uh, cut my other buddy Derek, and then my other buddy Steve from the ranch. We had a very good time. Listen, we won money. We won a hundred bucks each um, because we finished first in the C flight. And for those of you who don't understand that, all that means is. We were the best, worst team of the day. That works. I mean, hey, it's better hey. than being the worst, worst team of the day. Absolutely. I think it is. And honestly, it might even be better than being the worst, best team because I don't know if they got any money. Yeah, I'd be a little bit peeved if I was them, but, you know, whatever hey, works. Hey, it, 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 it pays not to cheat in a, uh, in a golf tournament. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. Because had we cheated, we, we would not have won any money. No, and you know how many times I contemplated cheating in an actual golf match where I was competing? <laughs> it, it does lend itself. It is the one sport that definitely lends itself to integrity of the human plane. Because it's so easy to do. Yeah, like or it, to it kick really... the ball up a little bit. We did not do that. We played. It was for the entire week. It looked like we were going to be under, like the course was going to be underwater. I mean, it looked like we were going to get three inches of rain starting Thursday. It barely sprinkled on us. Um Saturday at all. Very windy. Not ideal. But, hey, a very good time. A lot of beer was consumed on the golf course and back at the ranch house. Then, obviously, yesterday, Cardinal game. That's part of also why my voice is gone. But a good weekend. What about you? Uh, It was fine. I've been stressed out for three weeks straight, and then it's getting worse. So, I'm just ready for the school year to be over. Okay. Fair. Fair. And, then hey, then you're on to your junior year. So, 
Here we go. All right. Yeah. Without, with that being said, um, because I already have uh, Gloria tuned up and ready to go, uh, we're going to go ahead and go um, Country Roads, Take Me Home. That's queued up and ready to go. Uh, the one time that we can be very disrespectful to the Pledge of Allegiance, which whatever, do not mind. Just letting you know where I will yell and the home of the blues. Don't, hey, thank you for all the brave people around. But tonight, that anthem is for the blues. It's, um, it's always for the blues and the birds. Said, it is time for not just the third installment, but the playoff installment of the NHL segment that is taking the NHL and hockey by storm. It is now time for Caleb's puck off, eh? Playoff edition and, um, on, and um, bold and bold face, but yeah. okay. So we're, I'm going to start in the east, just so for the play. I'm going to go over the bracket, what my choices and how wrong I'm going to be, more than likely, because NHL is one of the more unpredictable playoffs out there. NFL and um, NBA, there's a lot of picks that you feel pretty confident in, but here it's really, especially in the east, it's a shit show. Like I wouldn't be surprised if every series went six or seven games, but we'll start over here with the Florida Panthers and the Washington Capitals. Um, the Florida Panthers have just been a ridiculous team this season. They have not only won 58 games, not only won the President's Trophy, which for you, Dad, who I'm assuming doesn't know what that means. Not a clue. It means that they were the best team in the NHL. Why is, and, it, why is it not the Queen's Trophy? I don't know. Why would it? Because the Queen is below the King. Play cards. Why anyway, is it not the King's Trophy? I don't – I didn't name – team in the NHL named the Kings. Anyway okay. – Okay. They play the Washington Capitals, who are always scary with Alex Ovechkin, of course. But Ovechkin's a little banged up. He's been banged up a lot of the year and only dropped another 50-goal season. His bad. I think this will probably be the most uneven series you'll – no, second most uneven series you'll see. I had the Panthers winning that in five, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was four. The team just an absolute wagon. I mean, they they average four goals a game. Like, they're ridiculous. They leave their goalie out to dry and laugh about it because they know they're going to outscore the other team. So you're all telling right, now me we're to gonna put go money on the the Florida Panthers. I would put all my money on the Florida Panthers. Are they the southernmost team in the NHL? Um, I would say yes. Yeah. Is Dallas more southern than Florida? I don't, I'm know. Not, I don't think so. I, don't I think Florida. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I would say would so. Be, right? Are they? Yeah. No. I mean, it would be Florida. I would say. Okay. I think they're more southern than um Tampa. But yeah. that brings me to Tampa, and okay. the most intriguing series with the worst travel. Um, that's Toronto versus Tampa Bay. Oh, geez. This series is going to be wild. It's going to be fun. And Toronto is going to choke again, in my opinion. They choke every year. They have Austin Matthews, 60 goals, which is just a crazy thing to think about scoring 60 goals in an 82 um, game season. But I mean, Stamkos for the Lightning, their captain, 100 points ever in his Hall of Fame career. Tampa Bay, they just, they've they won two in a row. I'm not going to bet against them until they lose. So I have them winning that matchup. But that's the one I am most excited for in the East, I believe. Do you think that Tampa Bay and Toronto will get confused because the colors are the same? I don't think so. That's why they have road whites. But you, okay. know, you never know. Some hockey players are, are not the smartest up top. They're just really good at hockey. So maybe. That was on you. I did not say that. It's true. Um. Anyway. We'll go to Carolina versus Boston. Interesting series. Carolina, I mean, I if you were to ask me this a month ago, who's going to win, I would have said Carolina in four games because they have been incredible all year. But their goaltender, Frederick Anderson, who was in the running for the Vesna for 
up until March when he got injured, um, is is questionable for tonight's game. And I don't know if he comes back, what he looks like, if he's healthy. Um, I still think Carolina wins the game, wins the series. I think they win in seven, mainly because I hate Boston, so I have some bias. But I was going to ask, do we still hate Boston? I hate them more than anything. Okay, and I hope and I explain to yeah. the audience, because I guarantee there are some listeners out there, not me by the way, okay. who don't know what the Vesna is. The Vesna is like the Cy Young for goalies. All right. All right. So it's just the best goalie in the league. Which Igor Sesterkin's gonna win for the Rangers, and that's the next series. Okay. Igor Sesterkin has been absolutely ridiculous this year. He just doesn't give up goals unless he plays the Blues. Oops. Uh, he gave up four each game. Woo-hoo! But he's playing the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, I don't have to tell you about Sidney Crosby. I don't have to tell you about Evgeno Malkin and well, Latang. But I do know. Well, I shut it. Those guys are Hall of Famers. Okay. Um, that team is done. I think they're at the end of their road. I think Malkin will be gone this year. Sorry, Penguins fans, if you're listening. Um, I think the Rangers win that game relatively easily in five games. I mean, when you have a goalie that can just steal you two games, and then you have an offense with Chris Kreider, who led the league in goals for most of the season until Matthews became insane. Um, I just think the Rangers, they're young. They have a lot of they, – they really don't have nothing to lose. They're kind of playing with house money. Like, no one expects them to be good this year. They're really good. I think they'll win. And that leads us to the second-round matchups in the East, which will be – Oh, Florida. you want to go through those, or you want to just focus on the first? Uh, okay, I'll just go with my predictions. And yeah. I won't, I won't go in-depth. I have the Lightning versus the Blues in the Stanley Cup. Oh, all right. So we and I have the Blues winning. And Ooh. that's buying, but when you have a team that has a chance and you're a fan of them, you kind of have to go with it, right? I thought, um, you, I thought you've been Team Panther all year. I have been, but I just think the Lightning, they, they just do everything so well. And when you have the best goaltender in the league, in my opinion, and um, Vasilevsky, I just – and you have an Steven Stamkos who's getting better with age, it seems like. I just – I'm not going to bet against him yet. And I love so him. Far, so far in your synopsis. I've understood Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby, that's it. You yeah. should watch some hockey. It's fun. Panthers, I, though, I mean, I, I wouldn't I be surprised watch. if they steamroll their way to the finals. But when you have high-scoring teams that don't like to play defense, they have good defensemen, but they just they just do these highlight reel plays that sometimes don't work and leave their guys out to drive. They work more times than not. They could. That, I mean, I just want to see a Tampa Bay for the Panthers series go seven games because that would be so much fun to watch. I will um, be watching tonight, obviously, and you're going to get – you've got to get to the West because that's oh, what yeah. we all care about. Um, but I will also, just so we know if you're watching the Mavs, Suns, but that's okay. We don't need to talk about the NBA. You go ahead. It'll be a fun game. Um, Oilers versus Kings. Oilers choke every year, but I don't think the Kings are very good. And their best defenseman, Drew Doughty, is gone for the for the series. I think the I think the Oilers win it. Um, McDavid and Drysaddle are just too good to contain at times. And Mike Smith is playing? playing out of his mind. The L.A. Kings. As somebody who played high school baseball for the Shells and one of our competitors were the Oilers, it's kind of hard for me to root for them. But I did have a lot of buddies there, so let's go Oilers. Watch Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl play hockey, and you, you'll want to root for them. I, I have promise. heard of those names. Um, Calgary plays Dallas. Calgary's been one of the surprising teams in the NHL. Um, I, I mean, Markstrom's been one of the best goalies in the NHL, and they weren't really expected to be like this, but, I mean, they won the Pacific, so – they're going up against Dallas Stars. I don't think Dallas is very good. I think those two are probably the most uneven matchups besides Florida. And I think Calgary wins that game pretty handily. That's, that's, an, that's another terrible travel series, right? It's Yeah. I mean, you got to go all the way to Alberta from Dallas. That doesn't sound yeah, bad. that sounds awful. And then you've got um, Avalanche and Nashville, which on the surface, you'd say Avalanche will steamroll them. 
Um, Nashville played them really well this year. I mean, they beat them twice. But and but um, UC Soros, the breakout goaltender for Nashville, isn't playing the first two games for sure. And like I said earlier with Frederick Anderson, when he comes back, who is he? Is he still as good? I don't know. Colorado is just too powerful. I think they win that series in five games. Okay, can I ask you a hockey question? Yeah. Words you probably never thought I would say. So okay. one of the guys I played golf with on Saturday is a massive Predators fan. He and his wife go to Nashville all the time. Big, They go to a lot of games down there. He told me, so I don't know if this is true, and you don't have to answer it if you don't know either, but I did okay. not look it up. So that's on me. All right. Is it, it. Philip Forsberg, is that right? Yeah. Okay. That his he becomes an unrestricted free agent May twenty fourth. How what is that mean? possible if the season's still going on? He will not be an unrestricted free agent until this until they're done playing. Okay, so that was just made. Okay, so that would that make no sense. Is, Why would they lose one of their asked, players? We asked. You know, the same, I asked him the same question. He sort of asked me the same question. None of us could come up with an answer. He just said that's what he had read or what he had heard. He's pretty tuned into Nashville. That could be complete fugazi. I don't know. I was asking. Well, Mark Andre Fleury is was traded for by the Wild, who we're going to get into in a second, and he's not a restricted free agent after this year. I don't think they would trade for a goalie in a playoff run if he wasn't going to play in the playoffs. Nobody, hey, to be fair, nobody could figure it out. So we it's, think maybe there was like, yeah, maybe a confusion there. There's that confusion there because that okay. wouldn't make All any right. sense. Right. In, we, hey, anyway, so off. that's why I saved it for last. Here it is. Yeah, I know um, Minnesota versus St. Louis. This Let's is going go. to be a bloodbath. And, and I mean a bloodbath by the terms of actual blood probably being on the ice and in terms of the fact that this t- this might have 57 goals in it. Um, is that a you've lot? Got, in seven games? Yeah, that's a lot. Okay. Um, you have the Blues who are – these are the two hottest teams in the, in the world right now in the NHL. It's not even close. They've been ridiculous, both of them. Combined that over the oh, – before the last game, I didn't update my stats – um, before the last game of the season, these teams down the stretch after the trade deadline, 33-5 and five were their records combined. And two of those losses for each team came from the other team. Okay, can you explain that? I have another hockey question for me. Go for, for it. Why in the world are these two teams playing each other? Because the NHL, obviously, we know it's a shit show. Um, okay, but what is the but reason? I, I will explain. Okay, thank you. Um, for some reason, you play in division instead of unless you're a top team. Like for example, the Av- if Nashville wanted to fall into the eight seed, and um, Dallas would have stayed there because they went up to the seven, uh, Avalanche would have played Dallas in the first round because they were the one seed. But the two and three seeds from each league, they play each other from each division. I don't get it. Could you look at the Kings and the Oilers? If you're the Blues, you probably steamroll both of them, I think. But for some reason, the Wild and the Blues, who are the two. Second and third best. Uh, the Calgary is really good, but you can argue that they're the second and third best teams in the West. Have to meet up in the first round. I think both teams could go on a run and win the whole damn thing, but only one of them gets the chance now. So that's, okay. that's going to be. Can I ask a follow up? Yeah. What is the logic? Do you, if you don't know this answer, ignore it. What would be the logical reason to not want your top four in each league to be in the sem- in the quarterfinals? The original reason was the, this is all fairly new. The division realignment with all the new um, teams coming in, like Seattle and um, Vegas, kind of fucked everything up a little bit. But um, it's it's in large part because they want a lot of as much incentive as possible to win your division and win a President's Trophy. So when you're the Avalanche, who was the best team in the West the whole year, now they get to play the worst team, which isn't Nashville. They're not the worst team. The Stars are, but. That is the original um, incentive 
of why they did that. I don't yeah, agree, but but I think it will be changed. That's the incentive in every league. If, if you're the first seed, you play the lowest seed. So No, that's true. But seven? what I'm saying is if you're that team – but a lot of times, like in this situation, the Wild, if they were the second-best team in the, in the um, West and they were to go play the Dallas Stars – like that, that's a way bigger advantage than it would be for Colorado to go play Nashville. So I think they really wanted people to be like, okay, you really want to shoot for that one and go as hard as you can. Cause if you get that, you get the worst team. And if you get the two, you get the third, you get the other team in your division. That's, and also, I'm sorry. This is a very, it's not, it's not, I'm not, I can't rationalize it. I'm trying to give you their perspective. Yeah, I, I don't I appreciate that. And I, I'm sure that there's probably one of our listeners out there who can also maybe add to what you're saying. Cause I, I, I but that is legitimately. The dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's horrible. They used to go one through eight, Dad, like no, like like they should. Where it was like one every other eight, sport? one plays to eight, two plays not baseball, but one through eight. And I think that's just like almost like too perfect for them. The NHL, they'd be like, that's too good. We'll just change it for the worst. I don't get it, but here we You're are. You're right on baseball, by the way. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. baseball is bad. It's right, getting so, better. So, but so, so this is a great this. series. So I'm not going to get a prediction yet. I want to break it down a tight a tad bit. Oh, whoa, all right. The Blues. That 920 goal scorers, nine on their top three line. Their third line has Jordan Cairo, who was an all-star, one of the best players in the NHL in the first half. Then it has Ivan Barbashev, who broke the fuck out this year. I'm using some profanity because of how good he was. And then they're <laughs> and centering that is Braden Shin. Braden Shin is on our third line. And then our top two line, we have the best line in the NHL. No one can convince me otherwise. Thomas Bushnevich and Vladdy, they they'll score two goals, three goals a night. And then you have the first line of the old vets to play defense with Saad, Perron, and O'Reilly. That's great. That's our captain. And then you go down to the fourth line, Torpchenko, six foot seven, fast, handles the puck well, can shoot. The Aussie, Nathan Walker, who's just a pest. He's a little short guy, so I love him. And then we got Bozak or Logan Brown centering that line. I mean, and then our, def- our defense has been great. But then you look at Minnesota, and it's, they have three 30 goal scorers, and we only have one, which is Laddie. And they have five, I believe, four other um, 20 goal scores. It's going to be, a, and then you look in net, and it's like Mark Andre Fleury, a legend. Cam Talbot, really good this year. Great down the stretch. And then on our side, we've got the young stud, Billy Huso, who's really stepped up, and a cup winner in Jordan Bennington. So I don't know where you look on either side here to find an edge other than the penalty um, kill in the power play, which the Blues have the best combination in the league on both. They're top five in both. But then you look in the wild, have home ice advantage. You can kind of wash that out. I don't know where to go from here. I'm a Blues fan. I'm going Blues in seven, but I am horrified for this series. Okay, guys, I don't know why. I don't know why any hockey fan would go anywhere else after that breakdown. That was good. I think I learned a lot. Look at you. That's good journalism. They're teaching you something up there. No, I just really have enjoyed the hockey season this year. You I didn't think we were going to have baseball, but I, yeah. I'm really excited for this series. I'm going to be. Um, not having a good time if we lose tonight, and if we win tonight, it's Blues and four. And I don't, I don't know. Here, here we are. Game it's going to be in tough. Minnesota, right? Yeah, and I saw, I saw a video today. Hockey players, some of them are psychopaths. We know this. Um, Ivan Barbashev beat the crap out of some dude from behind. Just like punched him in the face a couple times against the Wild a couple weeks back, maybe a week ago. And um, the guy responded with, "I have four games to fucking kill you in a week." Whoa. So and now I'm scared for his safety. And I'm scared for how this series is going to look, and I think that it's going to be tough for whoever comes out of the series to beat Colorado because I think they're just all going to be exhausted. Hold on, going to take everything. Can you stop for a second. Yeah. So yeah. you're telling you're telling me the two best, the second best 
and third best team were playing each other in the first round. When they play Colorado. And when one of them win, they have to play the best team? Yeah, because it's division. Oh, it's division. Oh, oh. It's the it's division. They go in division. And then you got the Pacific. I mean, if the Blues were playing Edmonton and L.A. right now, one of the two, and the Wild, I would say, well, those two teams are winning, and I'm not even going to argue against that point. But, I mean, here we are. I'm sorry to belabor this point because I am very excited for this game, and I am very excited for that hockey segment that you just brought to everybody because that was very good. I actually learned a lot. I know what Vesna is. What is it? I assume that's named after a human. Um, you know, I don't know. You just went a little too deep for me, and now you've ruined the hockey segment. No, I didn't. I didn't. I no, didn't. you ruined it. Now I look like a damn fool when I was <laughs> on a heater for a second. <laughs> I apologize. I, I I thought you had all these answers. That was on me for, for putting that out there. But I assume that. Let's assume that that's named after, like, maybe the first. It's player. named after George Georgia's Vezina. So, yes, it is. All right. There see, we go. Look at that. Then take one there, of the windows. Probably French. I don't know maybe. if I said his name wrong, probably, too. So, someone probably. hates me right now. But, you know, it's fine. Okay. He's probably dead. Again, what, does any – if you know – again, if you don't know this answer, I apologize. Because we're going to move right. on to baseball here in a second. But has anybody asked Bettman, right? Isn't that the guy's name? Well, he's a fucking idiot, but yes, that's his. Has name. anybody asked why? Why in the hell we're doing this? No, he just wants division versus division. I don't get it because I mean, Pacific's probably the weakest division in hockey. Everyone expected Vegas to be good, as you probably noticed. They didn't mention their name. They didn't make the playoffs, and they were really the only team people looked at at the start of the year to say, "Well, this team could come out of this whole thing and win." And then Calgary went off, and they were terrible. And no, I mean, there's no answers. I can't. I don't have okay. any explanation for you. Um, the only thing that's fine is the East because the East is just every team is really, really freaking good in the East, all eight teams. But the West, there's a lot of parity there. And it's kind of like, well, the Blues probably should be playing like L.A. right now. And we're not. So it's kind of. All right. Crazy. Well, I can you do me a favor and write a strongly suggested email? Uh, plenty of fans have done that. And hockey fans aren't nice. Some of them. Except for the Canadian you know, for ones. For years, the they Canadians were called the It's things like this that are the reason why. Yeah, but NHL's in a great spot, so I don't want to highlight the negative. That's fair. That's fair. All There's right. a lot of talent Tonight, in the league. All the voices in my head are going to be calling Gloria. Yeah, let's go win it. I mean, let's go. Let's just go take Absolutely. care of business and not even Probably worry about good it. teams, right? You can't cheat your way through a playoff. That's what I always say. And so go, in go beat them. In theory, you get by Minnesota and you match up. With Colorado, you get by them, it should be, hey, let's smooth sail into Tampa. <laughs> no, it's not. Because <laughs> then you get Calgary or Edmonton. But All right. here's the All thing, right. Dad. One more thing. Blues yep. last 13 games against Nashville. I mean, against the Wild, 11-0-2. Oh, so, and those two losses and three-on-three overtime, which is not in the playoffs, it's five-on-five. Five. So there's that. And they that. do not do the shootout in, in playoffs, correct? They do not, and I'm so glad they don't. Yeah, right, right, right. All right, hey, thank you so much. That was awesome. You're welcome. I didn't honestly didn't even prepare for that. I just kind of went off That's the went off my head. And I learned yeah. a few things, and we both learned who Vesna is, Georgie. Don't vote on. Don't, I mean, don't bet on hockey. That's my only advice. I lost so I've much money. Stop betting all. I've lost so much money. It's crazy. Except for playoffs, maybe that's different. But it's crazy. Don't just don't do it. It's not worth it unless you know more than I do, which you might. All right. Probably well, do. You, hey, that's the first of all. That's the longest I've ever talked about hockey in my life. <laughs> what, like 30 seconds? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say this. What was the year we won, 2019? Yep. That run, um, we were in Herman for a couple games, or for one game with some friends. Uh, and spent a few nights at the ranch watching some games with a bunch of friends. That was fun. I It was awesome. The Boston series was great. Who did we play going into Boston? Why do I – Why do I San Jose. San Jose, I, yeah. I don't remember. Could be. Sure. Hold on. 
I just remember it was a lot of fun. Dallas, like my bad. It was Dallas because we faced okay, the, right. was Dallas. the guy from St. Louis, Ben Bishop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The big tall guy. He's like seven foot tall. We broke his collarbone with a shot. Yeah. Franco did. Yeah. Is there a guy yeah. in Minnesota that we can break his collarbone tonight that would give us – I mean, you can break Cam Talbot's, but then you get the Hall of Famer Marc-Andre Fleury. So. Yeah, but he's old, right? Also oh, – He's I, good. Doesn't he have a bet with McAfee that if he scores a goal, like – McAfee is like $100,000 to charity or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, Andre Fleury is old, Dad, but he won the Besner last year. so He's on the hall, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, see? I've heard of him. He's like Justin Verlander. Like, he's in the Hall of Fame now. Do they, call, they right call him now. the Flower? Flower, yeah. I love him, too. He's such a he's such a nice guy. I love him, but I hope he destroys Before him. you know it, it's going to be Caleb and Mike's puck off, eh? Who's Mike? Me. Oh, I thought you. I thought you meant Mark. I was like, <laughs> I was my, I just completely disregarded you from ever being a part of it. You did. I was just. I'd been cast away from any hockey knowledge. All right. All right. You want to get so to the I baseballs? Do what? You want to get to the baseballs? Yeah. So I told you, obviously, voice, voice uh, from singing Fleetwood Mac. Um, hopefully, no one heard that. A lot of yelling on the golf course. Oh, I will tell you this. This was very funny. My buddy Derek hits a shot off the tee box. Par three. I yell as loud as I can, get in the fucking hole. Like, I mean, as loud as I can. Three or four foursomes stop and all turn and look as Derek's ball goes right in the water. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get kicked I off. I very profusely. I was not trying to make that happen. I just wanted to yell. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't get kicked off. <laughs> I was, I was by no means the course. Like, loudest one out there. Anyway, so then yesterday – uh, as we talk about the game, go to the game, right? Boring-ass baseball game. I know the Diamondbacks hit a few home runs, fine. Cardinals looked awful, and then Harry comes up big. Very big. So, let's – hey, we talked last week, Cardinals need to take three or four. They had to salvage the split yesterday. Yeah. You want to get into it now? That was I mean, weird I don't want to dig too deep into, into the series, only because, like, it's just – I, I'm. It's so I early. So many so. questions about right. this team. And hey, good win today. I know people are going to be listening to this. And it's going to be Tuesday, and we're heading to Kansas City. Good win, one to nothing. This team is. I don't. Before I don't you know. say anything about them being boring, yeah. they were trying to get away from the rain. I'm not going to even concern the fact that they weren't trying to score. I don't think that game was set up for any team to go out there and want to get 15 hits. First time they said since 2014 that a Cardinals team hit a home run in the first inning and won one to nothing. Can you believe I mean, that game That game was at Wrigley Field? Yeah, I can when the wind blows in. That's wild. I'm okay with it because, like I said, the rain was coming. They got the game in in two hours and 45 minutes, got a win, and finished off the sweep, a little bit of a delayed sweep of the Royals. Correct. And I'm okay with it. I mean, fine. Yeah. One, move on. Yeah, I'm not I, worried about this Cardinals team. I also, decided this. Maxie looked great again. He looked really good. I thought he looked good against New York, just some weird stuff. And that's really one of the blips on his radar after the first start that was just weird. Um, but I think he I think he's looked really good. I think he's done he needs to throw strikes a little bit more and get down in the zone because he throws way too many pitches for a guy who has such a good defense behind him and he, has he a sleeper baller. The game today. He got through six, but with ninety three pitches and the first yeah. the the first batter of the game it's like thirteen pitch at bat and he struck him out. Which is just annoying. Just striking. I mean, when you look pitch. at six innings, ninety plus ninety pitch. That's only fifteen pitches an inning. That's pretty pretty efficient, to be honest with you. It is, but it's and, just he does get that up. There's innings that he really gets that pitch count up, and I just want to see a guy use his sinker baller more as a as a ground ball weapon than he does. He uses it as a strikeout pitch a lot, which is fine. There's times for it, but I think he can really if he learns to trust his defense, 
more than he's been able to in the past with past Mets teams. And uh, the Blue Jays are a good team, but their defense is shoddy at times. Absolutely. I think I think he's going to really be able to get deep into some games and save some bullpen days. Yeah, you know, and you and I talk about this quite a bit when we go to games. And I look at it as a former infielder player, but also as a, as a former coach. I love him because he gets the ball and he throws. Like he, he does, does. There is no wasted time. He can get. I, I would love playing behind Steven Matz. I also have a theory, Dan. Okay. You know how there's players with specific catchers, the Gary Coles of the world, and then. The, he's always with Higgy, even when they had Gary. Yeah. Um, I think Andrew Kisner will be his personal catcher every game. Yeah, could be. Um, he said today – the first off, every game that Kisner's called him, he's been fantastic. But also, he said today that Kisner coming out um, after the second batter of the game, when there was two outs, like there wasn't any reason really to. He came out and slowed him down and said, hey, you're doing this. And they just, and he said it was great. And he said, I think they worked really well together. I think you're going to see Kisner in nearly every Stephen Matt start going forward. I think – you can you can correct me if I'm wrong. I, I wasn't super happy that Yachty played a lot more games in the home state, but whatever, we can move on from that. I That's think you're going to see Kisner, as long as he continues to progress like he is, catch three out of every five games. I don't think so. I do. I, I think he should. I don't know if he will. I, I, I feel bad for him today, man. He had about 109 on the screws right to the left fielder. I Next know. about 102, Michael A. Taylor. Gold Glover last year shows why. I mean, that was a fantastic play. Yeah, like that's uh, just fun to watch. I don't care who you root for. Since 2019, Michael Taylor, Margot, and Bader 18. Is it run say offensive run saved? Defensive run saved. Defensive run saved. Sorry, and then Kiermaier had 19. So two of the top four in in baseball right there. Yeah, I mean Harry Bader made some nice plays today too. He he tried to make a diving play right after he robbed that homer. You could tell he was pissed that he didn't do the same thing Michael Taylor did. But yeah, I mean. He's, I mean, he's a, he's an underrated player, by the way. He's a pretty good player, but and then yeah, and then Tyrone playing, Hill, huh? nice play in left field. Yeah, he just he looks just a tick off at the plate, just like yeah, a little good. bit off because he's not striking out. He's striking out more than normal, but he's not taking horrible at bats where you're like, this is Tyler O'Neill of two years ago. It just seems like he's just missing them by a centimeter to the point to where I think you'll see him probably take off at some point soon. You got you got the good win Thursday. We lose to Mad Bum on Friday. I mean, Mad Bum always very good. Merrill Kelly has been awesome this year. Like, And he does this, it seems like, every year. Has a great start and then just kind of fades into the gray. But uh, that well, the Saturday one was just zero hitting. And the, I'm sure the – I mean, it was windy and everything no. else. But I'll tell it's you what, approach. yesterday, here's what I'll tell you. The, the crowd – first of all, sold out game yesterday. Um – the crowd was yesterday, yeah, Sunday. No, I mean on a Sunday, like that was sold out crowds pretty quick. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what you're saying. Um, so beautiful day, gorgeous day in St. Louis at Bush Stadium. Um, the crowd was very quiet, even even when they got it back to four to three, and then um, kids with the great at bat to get on base, and then the the home run by Harry. That place, the it just blew up, and then when Nolan went yard, it was. And then in comes Helsley throwing 103, throw the hardest in baseball this year. Yeah. Uh, don't look too young in that. Big at bat by him. Um, also, can yeah. I tell you what the biggest at bat the inning was? I know you're going to talk about Bader's homer and Nolan's homer, obviously huge to come through. But with second and third and nobody out for Brendan Donovan to just put a ball to second base, yep, which agreed. is what I was praying he would do, scores the run, gets the guy at third with less than two outs. Huge. Huge at bat. That's why you have guys that make contact like he, like he can. Yeah. Mike Shannon used to talk about, and obviously the game has changed, right? But he used to talk about how Roger Maris would say, I could drive in 100 runs just by hitting a ground ball to second base when a guy's on third base. 
Like not. That's a guy to... that hit. That's a guy that had the home run record saying right. That. Like, and I might have been wrong on the number hundred, but I believe that's what he said. Like driving driving in a hundred runs a year just by when a guy's on third base, not trying to do too much for center ground ball to second base. Yeah, that's I mean, so you think true. about the at bats that there. There's that many, so many at bats through a one sixty two game season. When you see that opportunity with a guy on yep. third and less than two outs, and they don't come through, and then you've got guys like Goldie and Nolan who seem to come through every time. I mean, there are guys that can make their living doing stuff like that, and that's yeah. what so that's what I've they got the good hitters do. In the back of my head, that it makes so much sense. Just hit the ball the right side. Um, I have some. So my prediction, Dad, for the beginning of the year was Paul Goldschmidt winning MVP. Correct? Yes. I believe. Um, if his he did he had a pretty good April. It wasn't Goldschmidt like. But it, it um, in two aspects. It wasn't Goldschmidt like because when he's good, he's way better than that. And when, it wasn't him like because when he's in April and struggling, he's normally way worse. Yes. So if he goes on the tear he normally does through the last three months of the four months of the year, you might see a monstrous statistical in the year from Paul Goldschmidt. Nobody likes to watch that calendar go from April to May like Paul Goldschmidt. And he had a good – and he batted 280 in April. He said like, 296 down. He's been, he was hitting 280 with a homer, one homer top yeah. for him. But the guy that I really hope this calendar works for, Dad, changing, Dylan Carlson. He had a really nice hit today. Really nice double. Big off the inning. Um, he just looks so out of sorts, and it's really getting to the point of alarming. Yeah, dropped to the seven hole today. Do you, He's been down there for the last couple of games. Do you think they're contemplating sending him down for a, for a couple of weeks just to get him back, right? I don't know. I, here's what I'm going to say, dude. As worried as I am about him, I'm also incredibly worried about Tyler O'Neill. He only has I'm not. He looks fine. Hits. He looks fine. He doesn't look he awful. Does he looks. He doesn't look like he did two years ago, and that would, would be what would worry me. He has the same swing. He has the same approach. It's just not. He's had a lot of balls that really hard that haven't been. He has, but he is also getting so quick again that concerns me. Like the game, it seems like he's being. He's very jumpy at the. He did hit two balls on the screws yesterday. He had a ball off the wall yesterday. Yeah, smoke yeah and then he had a, a really hard ball uh, to the shortstop, too. But There's ups and downs I, of the season. I mean, there I would, is. I, I don't think you send Dylan Carlson down. I do not. I don't know if you should. But, I mean, honestly, at this point, if he goes down there and can get right, isn't that more valuable than having him up for two weeks to struggle still? Yeah, I okay. I'm going to be honest here because I don't know this. I don't know what the Dylan Carlson psyche is like. I just don't know. And I, don't I have know no idea him, either, obviously. Right, I don't know if sending him down is one of those you, – you send him down, you lose him, and all we're trying to do is, like, get him right at the big league level instead of sending him down. Have well, I mean, I think your worst enemy is you send him down to Memphis. He gets hot. Then he comes up and he goes right back to what – you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but there also is an option here just to send him down. There's a 40-man roster spot open for Mr. Nolan Gorman. Yes, you can put is. him at second base. You can put Tommy in right field for a week. And if Carlson goes in there, figures some things out, you bring him back up, and you see what you have with those guys. So I think there is an option for that if he continues to struggle. My hope is that doesn't happen and he finds it soon. Same. But I'm not worried about him or Tyler. I think if this is how the numbers are by May, let me give a date for you for when we could be worried. May 15th. Yeah. May 15th, I haven't seen signs of either of the two getting better. Then we can talk about being worried. Bad months happen in a season. They just do. April is the most common one as well. Right so when now, you go to a bad exciting, start, you start Right spinning. now, the most exciting outfield in baseball that we were looking forward to has two home runs. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's been tough. I'm not going to lie to you. It's been tough. So, I think the, those, those guys, all three of them are so damn talented. And they're, like, so, they're going to figure it out. They're also streaky, which is annoying when all three of them are the wrong streaky. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah, but Tyler wasn't necessarily streaky last year. He was kind of consistently good. But his first month, I mean, the first month of the year, he's either hurt or he's been 190. So maybe yeah. this is just maybe he's a new Goldschmidt. We'll see. <laughs> hey, let's but, hope. I mean, let's hope. I'm not worried about it. He's so talented, Dad. He's going to be fine. Okay. His swing right. doesn't look dramatically different either. That swing plays anywhere. He'll be fine. You know you know how they gave Go- or Dion a couple days off? I almost wonder if you go ahead and give Dylan Carlson just a couple days off. Just to not not after a double today. No. Not after his last, last at bat today was a double he smoked the other way. I That's true. That's a good point. Off that. Keep him out there. That's if he would have gone 0 for today, I'd agree with you, but he didn't, so I would say no. Um, yeah, a guy I do want to see play more is Brendan Donovan, though. He had a really good at bat today for a hit, and another really good at bat to end up in a strikeout. Correct. But a 13-pitch at bat, I mean, he, he looks pretty good, I think. He does not look overmatched. He does not look like his eyes are too big for the moment. Uh, he looks com- – not that I – and I'm not saying that's what I have thought would happen, but I, I I like that he looks comfortable. I don't know if he gets sent down. I don't know if, if they want – what they want to do here is his roster shrink and guys start getting healthy and – you know, everything else. I don't know what happens there. But right now, I'm fine with Brendan Donovan on here. One guy we talked about that you hit on just for a minute, Tommy, any any word on injury? I haven't. I haven't He's playing tomorrow. Him. Okay. Okay. Um. By the way, can we talk about him for a second? Because I feel like we need to. Absolutely. Absolutely fucking incredible start to the season for Tommy. Yes. And I don't know if I can stress that enough. He leads the major leagues in war, by the I way. Know. Two. Two wins already. <laughs> that is incredible. He plays the best defense I have ever seen at second base from a Cardinal. Sorry, Colton Wong, it's true. He's better than you. But on top of that, he he has three homers, two from the left side, one from the right. And I would argue his left-handed swing has looked better than his right-handed swing to start the year. He looks really, really good. OPS of 891, that'll play. Great, most defensive runs saved in all of baseball at five. And an on-base percentage of 405, which, Dad, 100-point difference from his batting average, which means what? It means he's drawing walks. So this guy has done everything we have asked him to do in the offseason, and he looks incredible. So Tommy is second in war, right? Is he second or first? He has a two war. I think he might he's be first. He's second. Machado has a 2.2. Okay, so then he's second. Yeah, and then listen to this. Crawford, Trout, Arenado, 1.9. Brandon Crawford? JP. JP Crawford. Oh, he's been incredible, yeah. You put some respect on Jay. Hey, West Coast baseball. Hey, you put some request. I mean, respect on Brandon Crawford. I like. Okay, it. so let me ask you this because this leads honestly right into my next state thing. So, hey, way to bring that up. And hey, this is good. We are on good a good journalism, good podcast role right now. Also, right? Tommy's birthday two days after mine. Wish him a happy birthday on May 9th. Another one who was, how did I phrase it? Created in May. I don't know. Something gross. I don't like it. <laughs> Produced in May. Um, Stanford okay, guy. Anyway, do you think that this all of this with Tommy? Is the reason we haven't seen Nolan. I mean, do you, and I know that Paul DeYoung is up there and playing, you know, high quality defense. I eat one of the top in the league, I think. But I think he, yeah, he's been really good. But do you think it's also, I mean, it's hard to move positions from second to short. Like, that's, do you think they really worry about that also affecting everything? Yeah. Okay, that's, so that's, the, ask, that's the only thing keeping Nolan Gorman down so right can now. I ask you, so then can I ask you a follow up question? Okay. Why is he not DHing every day? I, I think that's probably the route it will end up being. And the name is Corey Dickerson. That's why. So so we're back to contract over talent. Not contract. You're back to the fact that Corey Dickerson, they believe, I think, is going to be a part of this team, and you can't just cut him because he's gone. Poor Nolan Gorman. I don't know. I think, I think you'll see. Here's what I think needs to happen. I You know, this team's very right-handed heavy, right? 
you know, like, so you don't really need righties on the bench outside of Albert. If you agree with me on that, I think you send down a Mundo Sosa and call him Nolan Gorman. And then you just go three lefties on the bench. If you have to, one's going to be DHing. I like that. I like that a lot because right now, and, and I, I think I, I was talking to somebody on Twitter today about this and uh, Sosa just looks, he looks, he does not look like the same guy. And part well, of he's it, not playing. What well, you didn't let me finish. Sorry. I we, were on a roll. Again. we were on a I've had, podcast. I've had, too, I've had too much coffee today. Um, part of it is the fact that he's not playing. Part of it is we know that he has not produced in a pinch hit role, that he, he's hitting like one, 140 in a, as a career in that role. He only produces when he starts. Paul Dion is playing right now. I, I, I don't know because I, I guess I could look this up, but he's at near the top in uh, shortstop defensive run saved, I believe. Yeah, and he's top. He's the top in baseball right now in defensive WAR at shortstop. Yeah, like so he's been I, so bad defensively, and he still has a point four WAR already this season. Right. Offensively, sorry. Yeah, so I mean that's why they're doing it. Because here's the here's my biggest thing that I think this team plays great defense when they win or lose. I mean, outside of that Mets game, which was weird, like they're going to play great defense. But if you can't score, I mean, you can't defend a home run or a double. You can't. You have to be able – they're going to play great defense no matter if Tommy's at second and Gorman's at short. I mean, uh, you know what I mean? Like Gorman's at second and Tommy's at short. You're still going to have overall one of the best defensive teams in baseball. So I think you – I almost have to say, can we get a little bit of defense to sacrifice a little bit of offense? No, other way around. A little bit of offense to sacrifice a little bit of defense. I mean, you kind of have to look at it that way because if you're going to just be a second-place team in the division with this great defense, you got to find a different way to make, the, to make up the ground and be a better team. In my opinion, yeah, I I agree. I agree. Um, right now, Tommy Edmond has seven total runs saved. Dion has three, I which mean, is crazy. Yeah, Ben Wong had like nine all of last year or something like that. Yeah, and if like, you that's how good through, he's been. If you look through the list, also on ba- almost everybody is an outfielder or a first baseman, what? outside of Tommy Machado. Um, if you if you go down the list, Tommy and Machado, and I'm looking. Is Josh Harrison playing infield for the White Sox, I assume? He plays second. Yeah, so I assume that's what he was doing. Everybody else looks at um, – everybody else right there in the outfield. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think Tommy – I mean, he's been incredible. I don't know. I mean, do you – I think you at least have to try it. If it looks bad in two games and Tommy looks like he's not a shortstop, then, I mean, you don't – it's not like you're locked into that and you have to stay at that. But here's the thing Ollie has um, expressed to the media, and I kind of agree with him. He said if you're going to make that switch to tell your shortstop he's not playing anymore and you want to move guys around to get him out and get someone else in, you have to be really sure that it's going to work because you that destroys morale, it destroys people, and it does. So he said, I'm going to be really 100% sure that that is the move we need to make for this team before we make it. So that at least I understand. You're in April still. He wants to be 100% sure before that's the move that's made, and I get that. Absolutely. Um the one thing that I think you have to look at also, I mean, I think, you know, obviously Gorman's strikeout rate is still very high. I mean, I, I just don't know. I, I think as long as you're winning games, it's really hard to – and Paul DeYoung is playing elite. I mean, he right now is top. Elite. I mean, he's the top-ranked shortstop in the National League when it comes to defensive runs saved. I, he's going to play elite. Short, I mean, he makes some plays, Dad, that are, like, look really hard that he makes look really, really He easy. made two yesterday that were incredible. And to be fair, one of them cost them a run. But Albert should have made the play. Uh, and, Goldie would have made the play. Right. It's fine. And, and it's, I'm not taking a shot at Albert. But that's why, honestly, I would have rather had Brendan Donovan at first base than Albert yesterday. 
Yeah, but then when Tommy, yeah, but look, looking back on it, we're glad that didn't happen because then Goldie would have had to come in. No, but, you could have put Sosa at second base. He had already pinch hit. I'm just saying, like maybe you change the, the way that game is done. All I'm like, what I'm saying is that otherwise he bailed out and that defensive run saved it would be even higher because yeah. that run would not have scored. He just makes some. He has he has great footwork. I am glad that he's one of the guys that does not take his offense to his defense, which is. It's something that I think needs to be commended because it's really easy to do that and be distracted, but he does not. So um, that's one thing, great. One thing I also think, and, and I'm, I'm just intrigued to see if they, if this does push, um, if this is a push, because I thought Ali's comments also were spot on. Things I've been saying for a long time, if Gorman comes up, he needs to play every day. Like, yep, correct. And here's with, with, I mean, I'm not trying to belabor the point, and I know he's new on the team and everything else, and I know they paid the $5 million, whatever. I mean, Dickerson right now is slugging 209. Yeah. I he almost had a game tag homer the other night. I have, day, almost. We know that's where she's Well, playing. it was a great play by Jordan Luplo. I, yeah. I get it. But what I'm saying is, like, he is 8 for 43, one extra base hit, hitting 186, and his OPS is 443. And wow. you've got a guy down in Memphis. And, it, again, he could come up and suck, right? We saw it with Calumet. Then you send him back down. It's no big deal. Right. I – I agree. Why not give him a chance? Right now, he's hitting 321 with an OPS of 1.141. I mean, good lord, 11 jacks, only 16 RBIs. That's kind Isn't of he slugging like 800? 769. That's ridiculous. Yes. I, I think Ali keeps using this metaphor, and Mo was doing the same thing. So I'm assuming they've been in cahoots talking about it, of um, knocking the door down. And I saw Mo actually did face the question. He did. And he said, he said, we also have to be ready for the guy that's knocking on the door to just knock the thing down. And then yeah. we have to be ready for that situation. I don't know how you knock it down much more than 12 homers in a month. 11. But, 11, sorry. But I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm okay with seeing how DeYoung does. I think it's, this team is built right now for a three left-handed bench favoring them. Like favoring them heavily. If you have Donovan, Gorman, and um, – Dickerson, one will be DHing against the righty. Well, and then you have other on the bench. Earlier, I'm intrigued to see, and I don't know. I don't know that they're willing to do it. But if you send, like you said, sending Carlson down, pulling Gorman up, put Dickerson in right field, and you can always move Tommy around. You can always do. You, I mean, you've got Donovan in right field. There's versatility options for sure. Yeah, I think so. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see it. Uh, I will still stick to the fact that I believe Andrew Kisner needs to catch three out of every five days. But you also hinted at this earlier, so let's get to this for a second. Um, 40-man roster, a lot of people don't quite understand the 40-man. It is kind of tricky, but it's not really that tricky. Uh, DFA Aaron Brooks today, I assume somebody's going to pick him up. If not, if not, he clears waivers, we send him to Memphis. I think That's he clears waivers. Also. Huh? I think he clears waivers, or they wouldn't have been so eager to just cut him. I think they I think, think he's going to clear. I think they think he's going to clear the waivers. Okay. Well, I've seen somebody posted it. They thought he would not. but We'll I see. I mean, there's a chance yeah. he does. There's a chance he doesn't. Either way, that 39th spot, you know how soon they have to get it to 40? Can they leave? I asked Brendan Shea for this today because I was confused on that as well. Yeah. They don't. They don't. Okay. Turns out they don't. That's they don't kind of what I thought. Which is weird. They're going to want to do it, and it's obvious that they're going to keep that clear until they want to call up Gorman. Yes. And I wouldn't be shocked if they – I think what they're doing right now with that spot, if, I, if they're waiting to see when they want to call Gorman up, and until that happens, they're going to wait as long as they can to do that in case they need a pitcher to come up because of injury that they want to add. You know, so I think that's what they're doing. Yeah. Um. So that they don't handcuff themselves by doing something they don't necessarily need to do right now. All right. So good. Thank you. I thought I thought that was the case, 
but I did not know. I'll be honest. I, I, yeah, I, I talked I, to Schaefer about it today because I was confused as well. I, yeah, I thought that was the case, but I wasn't sure. So let's go through a couple other things here with the Cardinals. Um, one, first off, big time shout out to Nolan, player, uh, National League Player of the Month. Well-deserved. Huge. He was great. I thought I thought CJ Cron was going to get it, but I'm glad he got it. It's cool. I mean, what he has a 1.111 OPS. He's been fantastic. His OPS plus has to be through the roof because of the Paul Barks he's played in as well. I guess I should look that up, but I didn't. I but, got it. Um, hey, also a nice little tidbit here with with um, with Nolan today. Uh, not since May of 1977 have the Cardinals had a third baseman to win uh, National League Player of the Week. What what year did you say? May of 77. Can you guess who it was? May of 77. Third baseman? Yep. Shit, I don't know. You were very alive. Kenny, okay. Yep. So that was the last. It it took me by surprise that Scott Rowland never won National League Player of the Month. It's hard to win that. You really have to be really good because yeah. guys just go off. Um, also, I saw a quote that today that you might be interested in. Paul Goldschmidt is tied for the most home runs from the Cardinals two spot ever. Who is who was he tied with? Ooh. And also, him being tied as being a three hitter for most of his career is wild. It's at 56 homers from the two spot or something. So he's tied uh, Jim Edmonds. No. He betted fourth a lot. Larry Walker. No, you wouldn't hear that. I don't know. Uh, it was Red Shengdings, who I'm oh, assuming he might have 56 that. in his career. I think he just bet a second for a long time. Yeah. I think so. But yeah, that was an interesting stat I saw today. Um, one thing I thought that was good today uh, was Gio coming in. First appearance since the blown save versus the Mets. He, he just still, and they, and they talk about on the broadcast, he looks scared to throw his fastball. I don't understand. Not today. He didn't today. Yeah, today, much better. Um, but he did, the one thing that does concern you a little bit is that K rate cut in half, but he did have a strikeout today. I thought he looked pretty good today. He looked really good. His, his velo was back up to 95. I think that's why you saw him use it more. Yeah. Um, he's been down middling at like 93, 94, which is not geo type stuff. I think he, I think the six days of rest got, was, I'm not, I couldn't be less worried about a player on this team than I am about geo. Now, with that, with us, since we're talking about him, I and Ali hinted at this in spring training, and I actually love it. I think you've got to give Helsley a couple shots there and some saves too. After what we saw, what we've seen all year, we got one yesterday. I think yeah, they're gonna, fun. I think they're gonna just go by matchup. I think you could see Hennessy come in for a save every now and then. I think you could probably see um, Altrace when he's back. He'll probably get some opportunities for it. Um, sorry, Cardinal fans, if you're scared of that, but I think I think you're gonna see some guys come in when it's a situation that favors them for matchup wise, you're going to see him use it, and I like. Okay, that. I don't. Now, I've never I mean, liked the mentality of having a closer unless you have a Craig Kimbrell, a Kenley Jansen, a Aroldis Chapman, where it's like, yeah, obviously that guy is a closer. But if you don't have a guy like that, which we don't, Geo's great, but he's not that level. I think you just go by committee, and I'm fine with that. Just, just so our fan base knows, because obviously they saw yesterday three pitches, what was over 101.5. Um, which he said was his top he thought he had ever had. And yesterday he's like, the ball just came out a little bit harder. Yeah, 103.2 or 1 or whatever it was. Hit 102 um, three times. Just to give the fan base some perspective, in eight innings pitched so far, uh, Ryan Helsley has given up one hit, 16 strikeouts. Uh, he has a .12 whip, and his opponent's batting average is .038. Before hey, the that, that, that's incredible. Before the season, he talked about the fact that he had had knee problems in his landing knee, so his left knee, and the, he didn't really think it was a problem, but that's why he was walking people. It was a problem, and since that has gotten completely fixed, basically with his arm issue last year, that kind of hit, 
like um serve to get his knee healthy too. He's throwing his slider for strikes, and if that guy is throwing his ninety mile per hour slider for strikes and hundred and two for strikes, and he's painting that, he's not missing over the middle with it either. You're not going to hit him. You're just not. You're not going to be able to hit him. So he looks incredible. Uh, let me ask you this. All right, as someone who came on here and I've seen it on Twitter with you as well, who believes that Jordan Hicks probably has. I mean, you've said one of the, some of the best stuff in the game, right? The um, best stuff in the game. How long do you continue with the Jordan Hicks? starting pitcher thing. I thought he was good. I thought he looked good. He gave him two long balls and he's having a couple of sliders. It happens. I'm not waiting. My only concern is you're only getting three innings out of him. That's by design. Hold on, let me finish. He's getting built up. When Jack comes back, what, what, are we going six-man rotation? Is that the plan? I would for sure go six-man rotation. Here's why. Has my daughter been texting you? No, no. And there's a, there's, I have a reason for it. Well, here's my reason. You ready for it? Adam Wainwright, old. Okay. Steven Mass, injury history. Jack Flaherty coming back from injury. Jordan Hicks, injury history. Miles Michaels, injury history. You give those guys an extra off day, that could do wonders for them. Okay, can I play devil's advocate? Go ahead. Starting pitchers hate that. They have had the same routine for years. And I worry about, do you, do we, I should say I do, do we worry about that that routine change? And I know it doesn't sound like much to you or to me, or to the average fan, but I have heard many starting pitchers talk on this, that even, even an extra day rest throws off everything for them. Do we worry about are, that for all of them? The only reason I don't is because you have games where you have a five-man rotation, you have weeks where you don't have an off day, and it's a four-day rest, and then you have days where you do have an off day, and it's a five-day rest. So they can do it. Okay. All right. No, I don't I, worry too much about it. Also, I do think here's where, here's where I think your point comes in very valid. I mean, how many double headers are we going to play later in the year? Uh, a lot, huh? A lot, and there's going to yeah, be more if we keep getting rainouts. Right, and they well, also they scheduled some, correct, to make up the games. Yeah, and also you're going to have you're going to have probably ten day IL stands. So you're going to have time. Yeah, and you're going to have games maybe even then where you have piggyback starts. Like when, you might even see them do that. When do you think you start to see Hicks ramp it up to get four to five? To, I mean, I what do you think? Sixty five pitches last game. Games. Last year, you know, or the year before, I mean, or two years, was, whatever. He was set up, Dad, to pitch the rest of that inning yesterday, right? Is that when he, he pitched yesterday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was set up to go farther than that, but I think when you saw him lose that ball behind the batter and then lose it a little bit arm side, he kind of got fatigued a little bit. I think you see him – he would have gone longer yesterday. He was just a little bit inefficient with his pitches, I thought. He got a lot of long, longer bats. I think if he's pitching the way he was in Miami, per se, for the first three innings, like he was yesterday, you probably get five innings out of him. So I think it's a pitch count thing, not an innings thing. And I think you'll start to see him get up to five, six innings if he's efficient with his pitches too. Okay. That's my take on it. Because there were a couple of starts where he was – if you would have given him um, the longer leash with the 60 to 70 pitches like he had yesterday, I mean, that would have been five innings for him because he was so efficient. He just didn't have that efficiency. And you can also point to the fact that he got hit by a ball in the arm and that could still be causing him a little bit of inflammation. I think he'll be a lot better his next start. Okay. All right. All right. I like that. Um, okay. So we got the Royals for two, and then we go to San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco, very good. Obviously, that we oh, it seems like that's just a very hard park to play in. San Francisco plays their park incredibly well. I think we play our park incredibly well. But um, we so got to make hay. Got to beat the Royals. Have to beat the Royals. You beat. Green you have to beat them both games. You got to go get them. Uh, also, uh, I. Don't, you want to hear? Um, you've been on this boring Cardinal team um, kick here. 
they're going to two of the hardest ballparks to hit in in the baseball. So that's going to be fun to get their offense right. They have some 110 mile per hour line drives caught at the wall. But I think I think you got to win. Let's see. They go. Is it four against the Giants? It's four, right? It is four against the Giants. Yes. Uh, win four games in the next six games. Okay. Got beat the Royals twice. Just do it. Just do the thing where you go out there and you beat the teams you should every night. Like go beat the two. Go beat them twice. Then you're done with them. They're they're not good. They don't scare me in the slightest bit. Any part of the lineup but Salvi. Go beat them twice. And then you can earn yourself a split in San Francisco and be fine with it and move on. Yeah, and Jim Edmonds was spot on today when he said, look, whatever you do, just don't give Salvi a pitch inside the hit. That's right. Stay away from him. And, we saw and even him. then, Dad, there's times where he can extend his arms to his there pitches away and crush him. Today, expand the zone and got him to chase twice. And yeah, uh, Salvi's not Brad a complete Keller, hitter. He has holes. Brad Keller tomorrow, uh, he's been decent. 0-2 and with a 2.19 ERA. And then is it Bubik? Bubik? Bubik. I wasn't even close. <laughs> we uh, killed him last year. We absolutely destroyed him. With a 10.5 yard. I just want to see our all- left-handed, right? Uh, yes, 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 yes. Um, I just want to see our offense get rolling. It's so damn inconsistent. And I'm, hey, I'm not. I, I tweeted this out yesterday. It it's boring when it's bad. It the, this weekend was boring until Harry had the big hit. Oh yeah, it was horrible. It was horrible. I, I there were times I turned it off. While the other team was hitting, and I was like, I'll just watch how we hit. And I'd come back and then score a change, and I'd be like, shit, now I don't even want to watch this part. And I, I it, it is boring. That happens through a 162 game season for everybody. I was overreacting to the Diamondbacks um, splitting with us until I realized the Dodgers had lost two or three of the Diamondbacks. Right. Yeah. And then I was like, you know, I'm not concerned about them, so I'm going to relax on us. Just that a was question. my take from it. Just yeah. to throw it out there. All right. We hired Jeff Albert in 2019. Every year since then, we've been in the lower third. If it weren't for a hot 17-game stretch last year, we're in the lower third in almost every offensive category. You still we're can't throw that out. Middle, middle to low. Uh, what, what is the deal? Like, what, what do you think it is? Is it a philosophy? Is it the fact that we just have nothing but streaky hitters, and when they're not, when they're all going, it's great, and then the majority of the time they're just not all going. I, I just, I, I just wonder what this is. Like, why? I don't it's get April. It. It's April, and you have guys doing what playing below where they should be. Like when I mean, we talked about this team before the season. Carlson and O'Neill were big parts of the team. Yeah, those are guys you need to produce. So when they're playing as poorly as they are, and Goldie was bad for a while. I mean, you can't have Nolan do everything. So it's he it's has. not. <laughs> I'm not worried about this. The lineup. I think I really like the construction of this roster. In terms of, I love that we have veterans. They're still good. We have veterans that are just there kind of to teach. And we have young guys that are trying to break in and become stars. I love that construction. I think we have a good mix of guys. I'm not going to work. We'll see where we're at towards the end of May. Like, okay. I'm not going to blame Jeff Albert. I mean, he, you, if you're no, going to shit on him for what he did last year, the last, we had one of the best offenses, not just in the last 17 games, man. We had one of the best offenses in the last half of baseball. So, like, that, that has to be taken into account. I agree. It's one month. It's one month. Okay. And it's the hardest month to hit in. With dead balls in Bush Stadium, a lot of home games. So I'm not surprised that this is the numbers we're seeing right now. Okay. All right. Hey, I'm not by no means am I – I just think those are questions that need to be maybe sometimes addressed in the fact that this is a pattern. Like this is a three-year, three-and-a-half-year pattern that does concern you a little bit. And we can't expect Nolan to have – to stay like this. Maybe we can. I don't know. Maybe I think it's Bush Stadium. Yeah. Look, I mean, look at our road stats last year, Dad. We were one of the best teams in the league, if not the best team in the league on the road. 
And we were one of the worst teams at home. I think it's coming. Okay. I think it's coming next year. Ollie talked about it and said that he didn't, they like their outfield defense a lot. So why take away something they feel is an advantage? But when you get enough sluggers that say, hey, maybe I don't want to go to Bush Stadium and ruin my numbers, that's when they'll start talking about it. And if I'm Nolan Arenado, I love playing. He loves playing in St. Louis. He'll stay, I have no doubt. But do you consider maybe saying I could go hit 50 somewhere else? But I don't think he does that. I don't think he's a stat counter. No, I don't think so either. But I do think that there are guys that want to go on a one-year deal and go perform well. You see the Doug Pearsons of the world that want to go do that. Kyle Schwarber last year that would say, I'm not going to St. Louis and trying to do that. Yeah. So I think they they need to move every fence in a little bit. Do the opposite of what the Orioles did with Camden Yards. Okay, can I ask you a question then? Mm -hmm. All right. Because you used the example. Jack Peterson not coming to, to Bush, but goes to San Francisco, where right field is an abyss. It is, but the difference is if you get one in San Francisco, it goes majority of the time, unless you hit the right center. But if you get one here, it's not the it's not the distance that, not, that keeps the ball in. It's the fact that there's no wind flow that keeps the ball in. So well, every, the doctor it, vaccinated looked small yesterday. I mean, not really. They hit balls with wall scrapers over the fence. They hit four bombs. <laughs> I haven't seen many balls this year, Dad, that I've seen. Like, oh, in Bush Dave, I'm like, oh, that's a bomb. Yeah. Like, maybe Tyler's on opening day. Yes. And I think the balls might not be juiced anymore. I'm going on that. I, th- I mean, might not be dead anymore. I think they might have fixed them. Hey, shocker. May 1st, let's change the baseballs. I mean, <laughs> honestly, yeah, right. <laughs> Nolan was player of the month. and hits a homer his first day of May. Is that a good omen for maybe MVP season? Yeah, maybe. Tyler turned over and he's still a beast. Uh, tomorrow, Hudson going, and then Thursday, hopefully – I mean, Wednesday, sorry. Wayno need to get Wayno going. He has not looked good outside of the first start against the Pirates. I mean, he was okay in the second start, but has looked shaky lately. Would Maybe the Royals, maybe that's some healthy – you know, get him moving. I would be worried about Wayno if it wasn't his command that was hurting him. Correct. Because I know he's going to figure that out. Yeah. I know he's probably already figured it out now, and he'll be fine tomorrow. And I, I, if, it was, I, if he was I, getting I, killed, I'd be worried, but go ahead. Sorry. You look at his like face every time he comes off the field. It's just like you can tell he's fighting it. Like, what is yeah. going on? And so you're right. I mean, nobody's going to work harder. And with that group of, of starters they've got with Miles and Mats and Hudson and those guys, and you got Jack in there, Good and player. It, you know that they're they're working and they're looking at something every day. And you know it, it's something small. And when you're when you're Wayno and you're a guy who doesn't throw above eighty nine, your margin for error is very small. That's what made Greg Maddox the greatest pitcher of all time, in my opinion. If he would have not had control, he would have been horrible. I think, and I love Mike Maddox, by the way. I think he's really good with his pitchers. And I, I heard this is just a this is just a tidbit that I have for you that I saw in an R two C two podcast, which is CC's podcast, Sabathia. He had um, Wayno and Jack on at separate times, but he had Wayno on, and Wayno said that no, he's never allowed anyone under the age of thirty to tell him about pitching, except for Jack. He said Jack yeah. would come up to him in between innings and be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" He'd like, what? He'd like, why aren't you doing what you're supposed to be doing? But he'll be like, I'll get annoyed. But then when I walk, when he walks away, I'm like, damn, he's right. So those two apparently love each other. So I hopefully Jack can is seeing something or Wayno that can help him out. Right. Apparently Jack knows about as much about pitching as a guy his age. That's I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I really want Jack to get signed long term. Yeah, I'm, ho- I'm hoping that he gets healthy here. He seems to like it here. He really does. I don't think he likes the management or the front or the front office or anything. But I think he really, really likes the teammates, it seems like. Yeah, feels like it. Feels like it. But when Yadi and Wayno leave, will that stay? Who knows? We'll see. Well, I mean, I think he's pretty close with Nolan. Seems like it. Um, you know, 
But I don't know. I mean, obviously, you can be close with people, and that means nothing. Do you know what and I mean? And if he leaves, he leaves. I'll still, I'll always love Jack, man. Yeah, yeah I'm not. I can't wait for him to be back. <laughs> I can't wait for Jack to be back. Yeah, me too. Pitching. Me too. All right. Anything else on the Cardinals front you want to get before we get around the league? Uh, one player that I wanna, I wanna talk about a little bit because I don't think we can talk about him enough. Uh, Cody Whitley's been really good. Another good inning yes. today. He had a he had a rough inning. Um, was it two nights ago? But he he's one point one seven ERA this year. He's allowed one run in his last um, eighteen innings pitch going back to last season. He he's a guy that can also get some close save situations. I I really like Cody Whitley a lot. Yeah, one hey, batter's only hitting one twenty against him. So he's, his changeup is disgusting. And apparently, it's so hard that we have to fight the Mets over it because they hit Pelons on the head. But uh, I love that I love that he didn't get rattled by that whole situation. And it's still been good after that. So I, I really like Cody Whitley. So I just want to give him a shout out. Yeah, no, I think that is definitely needed. And uh, Plante, I, I think also, like that's another guy. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously yesterday I think he gave up a run, right? But He gave up on a homer, I believe, right? You know, I mean, he's got a 1.54 ERA for him coming into the big leagues. You're talking about a 23-year-old who very little minor league experience. Yeah, he went to UC Irvine, so you know he was, in the, and he was there for three years. Absolutely. So that's nice to see. Um, I really like Andre Pallant. I've been beating this drum. I was ahead of the curve. Our bullpen has been a, a, incredible, and I, you know, I don't see any, I don't see any reason that changes. Like I just don't. No, and I also think Nick Wicker has been really good. He had a good inning again today. I really Wicker's like him. Been very good. That was a good he's signing. Uh, strikes. That's a really good signing. As of right now, for the first month of the season, very good signing. He's been in 10 games with a 2.4 ERA as, like, your fifth option out of the pen. I'll, I mean, sixth, maybe seventh. Right. I'll take it. I mean, I think yeah. he's really good. And I think you might see Matt Libertor in that bullpen later on this year. He has 17 straight scoreless innings. I've this been, bullpen could be disgusting come October. To it quote really could. your phrase, I've been banging that drum for a while, and I have compared it to the David Price Tampa Bay Rays situation. Yeah, he's trying to find it, man. I mean, that guy has all the potential in the world. The, I am – I mean, Nick Wicker's whip, I will say a little high. 1.5 is a little high out of the pen. But, you know, he, he hasn't – it hasn't hurt him, so I'm not going to hurt him on that too bad. I really think this bullpen is – and you're going to get Alex Reyes back? I mean, good God, this bullpen can be lights out down the stretch. Absolutely. and it's That's why George Hicks stays in the rotation, by the way, because you don't need him. people not paying attention, Libertor's last two games, he's gone 14 innings and hasn't given up a run. His last 17. Huh? 17 straight without a run. Why was you talking about his last two games? I know. I'm just saying. Right. Seven each game, 14 innings in his last two games, 16 strikeouts. He's nasty, man. I mean, you got a lefty that throws 98 and has a nasty hammer. Get that guy in the pin. I'll be honest with you. The key that I see is all year in five starts, he's only given up six walks. That's that's the the guy that has always – that's been the question mark on him is missing – you know, and when you come to the major leagues, you got – in theory, but you do. It's fair. You have better umpires. You have Yachty and Kisner. I mean, you've got to think that that, I mean, that changes. Stop me if you've heard this before, Dad. Young pitcher, if he cannot walk people, he will be good. Yeah. Right. Every pitcher in baseball. Does seem so, to be a formula. He'll be fine. I, I wanted to do formula. something quick with you. Just, I haven't told you about this, so I'm going to spring this on you real quick. Oh, jeez. I think we should check on our, our um, picks after the month for our awards and see how they're doing. For our just yearly like, awards? For our yearly awards, just to see where we're at and see who's who's winning right now. Mainly because I saw how Kevin Gosman's doing and yeah. um, Mike Trout, and I think I'm winning. Well, I did have Harper and Buxton. Okay, so you're in a good spot. Harper went yard last night. Kevin Gosman has setting numbers that haven't been hit, Dad, 
since Cy Young. Can we he hasn't talk? walked a batter, and he hasn't given up a home run in a, at all this year. Shane Bieber, how's he doing? That was my AL Cy Young. He's been good. He's been okay. good. His his peripherals were down at the beginning, but I think he's gotten them back up. Yeah. Um. He's got two point five four five. With yeah, he's been really good. And yeah, two point four five. Walker with, Buehler uh, was my left. NL. He's been really good as well. Joey Bart was my NL Rookie of the Year. No rookies are really doing well, but I don't think he would be the lead right now. And Bobby no. Witt's my AL Rookie of the Year. He's been bad, but he'll be he, fine. He's on a nine game hit game nine game hitting streak. It ends today, I think. Yeah. Um. Right. He he just the power's not there for him yet. J-Rod, first homer last night. He was my pick. Yep. Had it um, 450 feet in Miami. Smoked it. He crushed that ball. There's a cool interaction after the game with him and um, a fan. He gave their signed bats and balls for giving him his home run ball. And they met after in the tunnel. It was really cool. He um, is uh, up there on Fangrass defensive run save, too. Like, you know, right around he's good, man. like Paulie D does. He's, he's really good. Uh, I think he's, he's getting it together. The umpires have been absolutely shafting the poor guy. Yes. But I think and I think it, he's gonna be good. I watched two Mariners games last week, and it was the same with Kellenic. I feel so bad for him because he has. If I'm not trying to make this analogy because they are not the same player, but Matt Carpenter had a great eye. Sometimes it cost him. Do you know what I mean? It did and, a lot. And Joey Vados the same way. Like just yep. great eye, like knowing every part of the zone. And I feel like Kellenic is that same way. And when these umpires ring you up on balls that are two baseballs outside the zone. I don't know what you want. I don't know what you want the guy to do. Robo arms need to be in the game. I've been anti it forever, but at this point, you're costing guys I, confidence, money, and everything in between. I think you're, that it's you're just, costing a lot of people jobs. Like to be yeah. honest, not just the players. That's what I meant by money. Yeah, the coaches. I mean, everybody. I, I yeah, it's a it's something that needs to be addressed. Um, but yeah, I found it funny. Did so the Mariners and Marlins played forty eight hour car ride if you ever want to drive from Florida from Miami to Seattle as much as you love car rides I think you would just love that I would die I might jump out of the car I don't even think I could do a plane from that far they said you could watch uh Titanic 16 times if you wanted why would you even watch it once the movie's trash why, I hate why that movie not save him? I love Leonardo DiCaprio so much and first off that bitch just let him drown sorry just, just for the language but die. also yeah she was like I'll never let go and then she Fucking let him go into the depths totally of the ocean. And then he gives her the ring, and what does she do? Throws in the ocean. The ocean. <laughs> what a, I hate her, dude. Maybe I hate her. I hate is that she movie. The worst fictional female of all time. Um, other she's almost as bad as the last season of Daenerys Targaryen. Oh wow, you went you went like full nerd on that one. You wa- I've watched it with you. I know you know what I'm talking about. We watched it together. Like, Wendy Bird could have been on there. I have not finished that, so don't say Oh, my gosh. Okay, I watched the first episode. What a total – oh, the words I could say about her. Yeah, If you well, haven't don't. seen Ozark, I haven't watch watched, it. I haven't watched the new ones. Um, I have – she hasn't changed, Dan. Where I've would, only seen one episode. Where would Cruella DeVille rank next to Rose? Not ranked because I don't like that show. I mean, that, that stuff. Rose? Who's Rose? Was that her name in Titanic? Oh, I – I've seen it once. I never, I, I never, yeah. and I skipped until all the people died. And then just like, it's like a movie that's boring, and then they just make light of all the people dying and make money off Terrible, it. terrible movie. Okay. All right. Sorry. I apologize. I had something I wanted to say, and I completely lost it. I did think it, that, that 48 hour car ride would be right up your alley. I, I hate car rides like nothing else. 
Unless I'm driving. I've learned it from driving. I'm fine because I have to Well, you're going to need to learn how to fly because that's going to need – you're going to well, love that. I don't way. think I'm very aerodynamic, but I can try. I mean, oh, I can jump fine. out this that window. Bad. You've been on a roll, man. That was bad. <laughs> I thought it was good. Someone yeah, laughed. D, if you're listening, did you laugh? Please tell no, me. Oh, D think, probably laughed. Yeah, D I think laughed. D laughed. Like, D that's laughed. who I'm talking to right now. D laughed, yeah. Oh, uh, speaking okay. of D, Stephen Kwan, rookie of the month. Pretty cool. Yes. And Jose yes. Ramirez player of the month for the AL. So the Indian oh, Guardians, sorry. Yeah, I did the Guardians, too. The Guardians have been where their offense was um everyone's worry. They've been pretty good. They've uh, been swept or sweep. They've swept or they've been they swept or they've been swept in every series this year, I believe. Uh Owen 10 versus teams better than 500. Yeah, they've like I said, they've swept. They've either swept or been swept every series this year. That's wild. That is, they're ten and twelve, three and seven in their last ten. Hey, the I, definition I, of a roller coaster. First of all, Tristan McKenzie threw a gem yesterday. He was on my fantasy bench. Did not need him anyway. Cal Quantrill starting to pitch well. I, I still think, like you said, it's April. Um, not anymore. Even not a warm right. month in April. So I, I'm not. I'm not worried about. It. I, I like that team. I'll keep watching them when they're on, uh, and I like it. So okay, can we go through around the league for a little bit? Yeah, you want to talk? Can we talk about the White Sox for a second? Are you the the White Sox are bad, like just not good at baseball. Yeah, when do you start? You asked me this last pod, right? Are they like are they dead? And I, I mean, they're I didn't say they're dead. No, that's not my phrasing. They're but, nine to thirteen. That's bad, man. Yeah, they won today, but but not no eight and thirteen. Yeah, nine and thirteen now. Um, yeah, they're. Yeah, nine I don't know. I they're. I don't know if I'm. I'm not. They have talent. It's obviously there. It's gonna play. I think they still win the division. So I guess my question, my answer would be, I'm not worried about them. But I don't think they're the top team in the American League like everyone thought they were. I thought they were the best team in the National League coming of the year. Yep, I agree. And the Angels, by the way, 15 and nine. Look at them go. I mean, that's yep. cool. Uh, well, okay. Can we can we wait to get to the power rankings? Yeah, we can. I would. Just, okay, yeah. I just saw that they played them, but yeah. Yeah, you want to go? Let's go into those now because I don't know. No, I'm going to do Hold on. I got a few more things I want to hit on because I kind of have a couple things. First off, shout out Kelsey Whitmore. Did you see that? That's really cool. Um, Kelsey who? Kelsey Whitmore, 23 years old. uh, First woman to start a game in the Atlantic League. Staten Island Ferry Hawks. Listen, she was 0 for 2 with a K and got hit by a pitch. What jack off hit? Someone drilled her. (laughs) What jack off said, listen, you do not belong in my league. They they said, we'll see if she can make it. Here's 94. Did she? Did she rub it? I don't know. I didn't see the. I did not see the footage. To be she fair, she didn't rub it. But she's ready. One, I wanted to give her a shout out because that's really fucking cool, like super cool. cool. But really also, cool. when I saw it hit by a pitch, I legitimately started laughing. That is funny. Yeah, I imagine. Is she a pitcher? I believe she's a pitcher, right? No, 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 no. Oh uh, yeah, no, yes, two way player, outfielder, pitcher. I think. Wow, good for her. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, very I, cool. Can we I also never, speaking I, of ways? Also honest, I had yeah, never right. heard of the Staten Island Ferry Hawks. No, me either, but still, it's cool. Um, um, I, one more thing that I wanted to hit on. You're before we get there, because this, because what I have speaks on women in baseball. Yeah. Can we get a professional softball league? I was at the bar on Saturday and, and the and the day, the daytime, because and they had college softball on. That is so much fun to watch. Can we have a it's professional awesome. softball league, please? I love it. Well, there is. I'm one. begging for it. There is one. a big one, a bigger yeah. one where they make money and it's broadcasted on TV. Because well, I, I want to watch it. Hey, maybe you should make this happen. There's some pretty wealthy people up there in Champaign, Illinois. Let's go ahead and get them going on this. No, I don't want to be a part of it. I just want to watch it. No, I, I agree. Hey, I co- as someone who, um, when when I left coaching girls golf because we eliminated the program, and, I, and they asked me to coach girls softball, 
and knowing nothing about it and then figuring it out as I kind of went along. I love the game. I love the game of girls a fast pitch girl softball. It is so much fun. The energy that those girls play with is incredible. Uh, I do not love the chance if we're going to be honest, but that's no, I hate those. But Can we I move back the bases. I love the hustle. Feet. I love the, yeah. I love the short bases. I love the short fields. I love it. I, I the college when when they start getting to the regional time. When does that that should be May probably soon? Yeah, a couple weeks. It is May. I love it. Watch it, guys. Go watch it. It's I awesome. also I want the I want the bases moved back five feet, maybe eight, because I want the players on the infield not to have to rush every time they get a ball. And I also am tired of no leadoffs because that is the only thing I hate. When I see a girl that's like with her knee on the base, like stretching forward, I hate it. I hate it. I'm gonna be honest. I love it. And also, I, love I learned from coaching it that like they're you, girls throw the ball so they are so quick with their hands yeah. to get the ball to first base. I I love where the bases are. I love that there's no leadoffs. I love it all. If you let off, you'd steal every time. That's why I want the bases move back a little bit so they can lead off. You can't pick people off, Caleb. That's true. Also, the shortstops—you were going off the windup every single time. Yeah, the shortstops in college softball are impressive because how fast they get the ball over there, how fast they get the ball over there on a ground ball to get the girls out—it's crazy to me. And also, third base, man, that ball is humming at you when you're sixty feet away from them. I do watch it sometimes, and this is like a toxic trait of mine that I'm like, (laughs) I don't know how they swing and miss because that ball is so damn big. I could hit that thing with like a, a wiffle ball bat, and then like obviously that's not true. But just the optics of seeing a baseball and then seeing a softball, it made like that ball is so big. So you did watch Jenny Finch like strike out every MLB Hall of Famer of all time. I told you it was toxic. It was a toxic trait, <laughs> but I have it. And right, I still right, when right. I see it, I'm like, I could hit that ball every time. I know I couldn't, but that's still what it gives off to me when I hit a baseball that's half the size of it. Yeah, yeah. I would like everyone to know that this show is not a sexist show, even though half of our that was not sexist. half of our host your house are Maybe a little sexist. That was not sexist. I told you that I know I can't, but I think I can sometimes. And also what I said was that I wanted to lead. So I don't think anything about that was sexist. <laughs> in fact, All I would right. say it's quite the opposite. Um, one yeah. of your least favorite things in baseball happened this week, and I think it happened to the team that you hate the most. Okay, go for it. The Mets combined for a no-no with five pitchers. Bullshit. It's not a no-no. It's not a fucking <laughs> no-no. It's, you know what it is? The Phillies played poorly. Good for you, Mets. Oh. I knew it was coming. I had to set it up, but I knew that that was coming. I just wanted to. It's get not that. a no hitter, dude. I mean, it is, but it isn't. Like you're not going to get any credit for that. I mean, it is obviously a the Phillies weren't good. Like you had five different guys. You tell me all five guys were just on point. Remember when four six walks through a seven inning no hitter in a rule that the Major League Baseball set and established. That one sucked. And they that don't one get some credit for it. Well, they shouldn't. But that one sucks. That's a. I mean, the thing that's the bigger deal there is that they had seven inning games. Um, he threw a complete game no-hitter. He did. The game should be seven innings, but also if you throw nine innings and this guy has seven and it counts the same, I'd be a little peeved. One more thing. I don't know what the contract looks like. should have done my research. Robinson Cano, adios. Get the I got you out. covered. 37 mil over the next two years, they're burning. <laughs> Steve Cohen said, you are that bad. You are this is how bad. I've always I said it see. too, Dad. Because if you're going to pay 37 million, million. if you're going to pay 37 million, either way they're paying it. They have to pay it. You might as well have the best players on the field to try and win. You know what I mean? You're paying it either way. So you might as well have – like Luis Guillermo has been really good lately. So to send him down, that would be horrible for this game. So yeah. good for the Mets. Fuck you. Also, can we talk about the Mets for a second? Because they yeah. fucking did it again with this fucking Yoan Lopez. Last night, Lindor gets hit in the yes. leg because, you know, they're playing fucking baseball. He got hit in the leg. 
And then they, he goes after Schwarber twice, misses, because he has bad command. And then Schwarber gets out. I don't remember how he got out. He's on a tear, by the way. And then he hits Alex Boma one and two purposefully, I believe. He was in the back. And if it wasn't, that's even funnier, considering they've been talking about command all this time. In the back with one, two, with two outs, up six. Like, what is wrong with – is this mess team never letting a hit by a pitch again? Yeah, it's very odd. I agree. Like, and Bucks Joe Walter looked annoyed, honestly. I don't think he wanted to do it. But Yoan Lopez, by the way, sent down today, so huh. Yeah, I think he was just trying to get some brownie points so he could stay on the team. But, wh- I mean, you're going to get hit by pitches. You're playing the game of baseball. I don't. I never thought I'd have to say that to a team. But you're going to get hit by pitches. It, ha- it happens. Cal Schwarber, by the way, seven jacks, 16 home runs. He's hitting 200. In his non-home runs, he has three doubles and five singles in 68 at-bats. He's been struggling, but he hit two off Max yesterday, which is just an incredible so, feat to have. Somebody I saw a tweet today that said he is putting together a Mark McGuire 2001 year. That was very Mark McGuire esque. Yeah, I think he's starting to get it going a little bit. I love Kyle Schwarber. So do I. Really big good. fan. Big fan. But he hit, I mean, he hit hey, a home run off his knee off, off Scherzer. Is, dude, he has an OPS of 838 and he's hitting 200. I mean, yep, that's what you'll take. That's why they moved it down from the leadoff spot, I think. I, like, well, maybe that's not the spot for him. But what, can you at least give me your thoughts on the Mets hitting people still? Am I just. Like why? Why are they throwing at guys? It's going to keep happening, dude. It's not going to. Then they should get suspended. Every guy that does it on that team should be suspended for a week. Well, I think what you're going to start seeing is teams around the league are not going to take their pitching seriously. And if I'm a pitcher from anybody around the league, I'm not changing the way I pitch just because no. the Mets are in town and complaining about getting. But hit. then you get some turmoil in your dugout because you're like, I don't want to get hit by Nola. Doesn't want to get hit by pitches. It hurts. I understand that, but as a major league pitcher, dude, you know you've got to pitch inside. You have to. You so have to do it. You can't worry about what the Mets are saying. All the Mets are doing it, and we talked about this last time. They're, they're just literally throwing out looks, propaganda so that they hope they get more balls over the plate so the pitchers won't come inside. They look soft, dude. They look so soft. And they're a really good team, way better than I thought they'd be to this point. But they look so freaking soft. It's like you're going to get hit by pitches. It's baseball. I, I would get hit by pitches. I didn't get mad at the, at the pitcher. I would just be like, that hurt. Go to first. Like That's all you should be thinking. Al, go to first. Unless it's on purpose, retaliation is ridiculous to me. I agree. It's crazy. Well, I agree. All right. It's, you know, whatever. I mean, I just don't – I can't believe they're still doing it. Let, okay. We've said that we're trying to stick to things this year, right? We're doing – hey, hit. A hit with the hockey show. A hit. Yeah. Um, so today we unveil our – got to come up with a name. I don't have a name. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. We got <laughs> – we have to unveil – we're going to unveil our power rankings. I, mean, I think we should just call them power rankings. Okay, that's good. Uh, the noble rankings? How about that? I just call them power rankings. The noble power rankings? Sounds good. That's their <laughs> power rankings. I think you're right. Okay, yeah. so we are going to unveil our first edition. We want to get through the month of April. We will be doing this – do you want to do it once a week? Yeah, sure. And we're alternating. So these yeah, are his right. – I will critique probably if I have disagree. If I disagree, okay. If you disagree, that's fine. These are mine. These are so we are alternating. Uh, Things are very busy, and also to be fair, when you're home, we can kind of sit down and come up with them on our own if we want. Yeah. All right. Our our one. But here it is. Here is our first edition. I thought we should have had music for this. Do 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 do. Boom! It's very good. I didn't. That was a John Cena theme song, I think. Very good. Okay. Hopefully, we don't get flagged for copyright infringement there. We won't. Okay, all right. So first, you ready? Yep. I'm going to go in reverse order. It's only our top ten. All right, and we'll go quick. We won't take too long. At, at number ten, after their win today, I have the Cardinals at 13-9. and nine. 
Okay, I like it. Right. I don't have any disagrees. You could uh, put them lower or a little bit higher, and I wouldn't I have a problem with it either. At number nine, at number nine, I have a team with the exact same record of 13 and nine. Uh, the AL Central leading Minnesota Twins. They've been really, their pitching has been really good. I'm yes. not surprised. Joe Ryan might just run away with that AL rookie of the year. Yeah, Griffin Jacks out of the bullpen pitching well. Bailey Ober's been good. Yeah. Um, Sunday Gray has just done Sunday Gray type things. And that offense started – I mean, when Correa gets going, the offense is going to be scary. With Bucks and all – yeah, agreed. And and if Sano gets going, which been, he's been very bad in – he was very bad in April. But if he gets going, that's a 30-home run guy almost every I think, year. I think I saw something where he said, like, the most balls over 95-plus this year or something crazy. He's hit a lot he, of them. He, he just crushes he the He's the best slow-pitch softball player of all time. I don't think anyone would ever volunteer to pitch to him. <laughs> if he hits one back at you, you're dead. Oh, man. All right. You're okay. dead. At number eight, a team that we go visit this weekend, I have the Giants at 14 and eight. I don't know about the Giants, man. I don't know how they're doing it. Like, you would have thought they lost Posey and Gosman and they take a regression. And then Rodon's just great. And Joey Bart stepped in seamlessly, it seems like. that. I mean, they just figure out a way. Gabe Kapler, I mean, give that man all the credit in the world. Absolutely. Six and four in their last ten. Um, but again, they had a tough one against the Mets. I think they've got the Dodgers this week, right? I think they've got the Dodgers for the next two games. Um, that's in, that uh, three, right? No, I think it's only two. Or do they play? They don't play tonight, so I think it's only Tuesday, Wednesday, and then we come into town on Thursday. Why do we have two game series in the I, I baseball? Agree. I agree. I hate that. Okay. Um, all right, on to number seven, uh, team who lost today. Actually, the Angels at fifteen and nine. Love, I, love seeing again. You know, I've talked about it. West Coast baseball. I love seeing them. Uh, one, they're pitching very well, but two, yes. that lineup is fun to watch. Can I tell you what I think their biggest acquisition has been this year that no one was talking about really? Aaron Loop. Huge yeah. acquisition. He's been great. That's a guy that's a that's a guy you come in and you trust to get you three outs. Also, they haven't had that in the past. Is that the, the, who dealt with was it the Reds or the Phillies? Uh who the he'll, uh, the Reds. Okay, uh, of course it was the Reds. I mean he has been awesome with the Angels the last two years. Worth noting he was horrible yesterday. <laughs> well, okay. He, he almost did. blew a first of all, I, I was trying to pump him up. No, I know he's great. He's really, really, really good. But he was just really bad yesterday. Yeah, I got you. But, um, yeah, and also Taylor Ward, go watch that guy play baseball because he is really good. Yeah. And Joe really Adelson, like 270 right now with a couple jacks. And, and Shohei Otani and Mike Trout are just unbelievable talents. I also think, as well. shout out to Joe, like, I think a great thing for Joe Adele is that the Angels are playing well. So you're yeah. not putting a ton of pressure on his shoulders. It's also great that Brandon Marsh has stepped up and been really, yeah. really good. As well as Taylor Ward. So he can really just hide down there on the seven or eight hole Agreed. and do his thing. Agreed. Max Dassey, good catcher. Yeah. Fun team, man. If Rendon yeah. becomes Rendon again, how are you going to beat him? Yeah, I, I agree. Great, I agree. It's exciting. Right, I like six, their teams. At 15 and eight, team was seven and three in their last 10. I got the Padres. The Machado, what a year he's having. He's so good. Yeah. He is so underrated. The dude's 29. He's been in the league for like 12 years. When does Tatis come back? I should know this answer. Uh, July, but not known yet. July's project, the projection. I would say so. They're going to be careful with him, especially if they're playing like they are now. Where's I, I just this year? L.A. That's going to be Uh-oh. such a fun All-Star game. That's going to be awesome. Absolutely. I think they're going to have so many, so many of the. I think Mike Trout might do the home run derby for the first time. I love that South stadium. Eight. That is like an OG, beautiful stadium that I grew up watching all the time. I love uh, it. I, I'm, I'll be geeked for that. That'll be fun. That's all my right. favorite atmosphere in baseball when they're yeah. playing well. Uh, number five, um, unfortunately, the team who is leading our division, the Brewers, fifteen and eight. That pitching staff is legit, dude. 
Yeah, it's really good. I mean, Corbin Burns hasn't been in Corbin Burns yet. Lost two he to will be. to the Cubs. Yeah, Eric he will Lauer. be because he's really good. Eric Lauer has been very good. Yeah, he's been really good. Peralta has been weird because he's on my fantasy team, so of course he's the only one that's doing weird. <laughs> um, but Willie Adamas, player of the week, he's been really good. He's yeah. also on my fantasy team. haven't played him because I have Bogarts and Turner, so I can't validate it in my head, but he's been really good as well. At number four, we have the uh, NL West leading Dodgers at 14 and 7. You have them at number four, you psychopath? Yeah, why? That, that's the best team in baseball. I disagree. They're 14 and 7 right now. And I think that when it's all said and done, they could, but we're looking at the stats right now. That's how I have to place them. I guess, but Belly looks like Belly again, kind of. And if that happens, I don't know who beats him. Can With you, it, could you be any less specific than that statement? Belly looks like Belly. He looks like himself again. Belly looks like Belly, kind of. Kind of, because Belly looks like himself. <laughs> he looks like – okay, so he was great in his rookie year. In his third year, he won MVP. Second year, he was kind of like in between both. That's who he looks like right now. And if they get that out of him with his gold glove defense, his caliber defense in center field, I mean, that team is just like horrifying. I agree. You know one thing we didn't hit on, by the way, that I think is fair – because it did feel like everybody in their fan base wanted him traded. Eric Hosmer was hitting 382. Yeah, with a couple of jacks, right? Three? Three it's jacks really and 14 RBIs. He had a homer, Dad. This is the, the duality of fans. He had a homer a couple of games ago against the Pirates. And everyone was like, oh, Hosmer is back. I'm glad we didn't trade him. And then in the ninth inning, he made an error and they lost. <laughs> On a walk-off. He just made an error and they also, walked off. Also, tell me how you feel, right? Or you tell the fans how you feel, I guess. Um it's weird now for me. This is so weird as a fan of baseball players, right? But all yeah. of a sudden, Freddie Freeman looks like he's been a Dodger forever. And I was watching the game the other night, and I it took me it took me like three at bats before they mentioned about the Braves. I I didn't forget, obviously, but didn't even think about it. Yeah, he he fits in well. I think he, I think yeah. he's just a guy that fits in well anywhere. I think you're right. I think you're right. And I, I love Freddie. I was harsh on him a couple of weeks ago just because I didn't like the Acuna stuff. But I, I really like Freddie. I'm glad he's doing well. He's so good. We ready for the top three? The first edition of the top three? Let's do it. All right. Uh, number three, a team that is seven and three in their last um, in their last ten. Good Lord. The Toronto Blue Jays, one of my favorite teams. I think they're the best team in baseball as constructed. How about Jordan Romano, a guy that doesn't get talked about? He might be one of the best closers in baseball. I thought you just said the Dodgers were the best team in baseball. I, I said they're one of them, I thought. Okay. No, I thought – Either way, those are the two – if I were to say who I expect to be the best teams by the end of the year, those would be my two teams. I, I think him. Jordan Romano, I mean, that guy, he might be the best closer in baseball right now. And Alex Manoa might be the best starter in baseball right now. He's he filthy. He's so good. Both of those guys are filthy. And then you got Barrios. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, Alex Manoa has that fuck you in his game that's so rare to find in a starter. And he is just a guy that you could see being great for a long time. Also, what are your thoughts? I saw this on – I don't know one of the shows I was watching. It was odd to watch him come into the um, dome the other or into the the stadium the other day in a Raptors jersey, as he is a massive Miami Heat fan. So I get the hometown love, but go ahead and just rep your Heat jersey. Yeah, as a fan of the Blues, like heavily, if I were ever in a different um, team, I wouldn't wear like an LA Kings jersey. Right. Would, like let, let's say, let's say you got drafted by the the Cubs or the oh. White Sox. Are you wearing I'd a Blackhawks jersey? I would never do that. First off, it's racist. That's one. Two, <laughs> I hate them. So, no. All right. All I right. hate that Okay. Uh, at number two, you're the team that you hate the most in baseball right now, the Mets. I understand it, but they're 16 and 7. 
They're playing incredible baseball right now. Um, one thing we didn't talk about that I would like to talk about next time. All right, so we'll, let's plan this. I want to talk about the Braves a little bit next time. We're not getting yeah. that obviously World Series chance. We don't. We'll run out of time here. But right now, number two, the Mets. Um, they're, if they get to Grom back, they're even more dangerous. They're just winning. Buck, Buck's being Buck. He gets the best out of his guys, and he always has. I'm like wrecking my brain right now to find out who you have a one because I just thought the two they were gonna be. They're really, they're really good. All right, in my opinion, right now the best team in baseball is playing the number three team in baseball. So if you don't have anything to do outside of the Blues game and the other game, the Yankees right now are sixteen and six, nine and one in their oh, last. Oh wow, yeah. Anthony hey, Rizzo, three games set with Toronto. Also, uh, really cool that hey, I mean, I guess it's really. Cool. I'm not getting political here, but all the Yankees guys are in Toronto, so that means all had their vax cards. Now, yep. we don't know if they were Antonio Brown vax cards, but they did. That have was them. my tweet. Did you steal that from me? No, I didn't. Because today I said, I said it's cool that Rizzo and Judge got vaccinated. I'm assuming this isn't any Vander Kane or um, Antonio Brown situation. I apologize for stepping on that. I did not see that today. Sorry, I wasn't going to say it anyway. I forgot that I tweeted until you said it. But, <laughs> but so must watch baseball for the next three nights, guys. Uh, Yankees, Blue Jays. That's going to be awesome. If Anthony Rizzo played his whole career in New York's in York and on um, Yankee Stadium, he might have 600 home runs. What do you think of the first edition of the power rankings? I don't have any many quarrels with any of your spots. Okay, good. I can understand all of them. I just wouldn't move the Dodgers from number one all year. I don't think. Uh, just to give just to give a few teams a little props here, the Rockies at 13 and nine came in right outside of it. I'm so happy uh, for them. By the way, Marlins, their fan base. 12 and 9. Love seeing that, by the way. They're on a seven-game winning streak, unless they I lost know. yesterday. I know. Marlins. Tw- and then also, Rays and Mariners at 12 and 10. Love seeing the Mariners above 500 right now. Uh, just wanted to give those guys a little love. They just came in outside of the top 10 power rankings. You know how fun, I think I said this last week, but a Mariners, Angels, Astros just fight to the finish would be? I want that yes. so bad. Because so, there's so many fun players between those three teams. Should we post our power rankings on Twitter? Or make people come to here and listen to them. I would post them on it. On yeah, I think Twitter. so. I think I'll put them up tonight. Yeah. Although it's that ruined the show. I will. No, I mean you. I you do it tomorrow, and okay. then like the explanations are on here. So well, this is kind of a conversation, maybe not to be having to the people listening to the podcast. <laughs> but here we are. Hey, hey, it's been a good day. All right, first behind of all, the scenes. Great. Hey, this was good stuff today. Great, great hockey. Synopsis learned a few things. Georgie Vesna, we know who that is. Well, we don't know who it is. We just know that his name. Uh, I know that he was a really good goalie. Why it's called the uh, President's Trophy, but that's okay because I thought hockey was. There's probably a reason. There's probably a reason. Minister's Trophy. Hockey's not Canadian. Well, the sport itself is, but the league itself is not because there's more teams in America. What's what I'm saying? I don't know. Honestly, is it Canada? Could be Russia. It's the Canadian game. That and what's the other one where they push the things? Curling. I don't know that, but in, one... hockey was invented in the early 1800s in Nova Scotia. So why is it not the Prime Minister's Cup? I don't know. It's also it's the trophy, by the way. But I have a question for uh, you, and this is just I just want to know your take on this. Um, if Edmonton and Calgary play, and that's the Battle of Alberta, would you be at all intrigued by that? No. Although the first on. time they were, it's the Battle of Alberta. That's like that's like two crazy fan bases right by each other. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to watch one minute of that game. Well, it would be seven. I'm not That'd be watch, fun. I want to see that. I'm not going to watch one minute of that series. I want to see that. But the Blues are about to start that, so let's wrap this thing up because I am about to pee myself. Okay, well, hey, good luck on the finals. Good luck to the Cardinals this week. Hey, let's go Blues. Yep. Gloria is 
cued and ready to go. As is, when, don't they play Country Roads at the end of the second period? Beginning of the third. Beginning of the Water. third. It's yeah. up and ready to go. Um, we will be singing here, or I will be sleeping, you guys. I had a really long week, and hey, I'm pretty. It'll be over by. Work. It'll be over by nine. Grow up. Come on. The game starts at eight. Starts at six thirty. The thought. game starts at eight. Oh shit. Okay. Well, I'm not. We don't need to wrap it up then, because I think. Well, we do, but we don't. You know. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Anyway, I'm pretty proud of the voice. I'm pretty proud of your hockey segment. I'm not super proud that you're a uh, sexist and don't think you can hit Stop softball. Saying that. People actually think that sometimes. Like Emma <laughs> and Hannah. It's like, I'm not. I was advocating for, for softball and getting a league and how somehow turned into you spin zoning me into a bad person. All right. Hey, to all our sports fans out there, go watch the NBA playoffs. They've been incredible. Two games tonight, Suns, Mavericks, uh, Heat, Sixers, no Joel Embiid. Heat are going to mop the floor with them. Um, it sucks so bad. The Warriors, first of all, the Warriors-Grizzlies game was incredible last night. Uh, Bucks with the win over the Celtics. It's a, these are great series. Blues start tonight if you are if you are a, as big of a, a, a rabid fan of the NHL as Caleb is. A lot of great matchups. He broke those down brilliantly. Uh, you've got the Cardinals in Kansas City tomorrow night. You've got Toronto, New York. You've got L.A., San Francisco this week. Uh, oh my good! What a what a week! What a week! Great. I mean, this is everyone. This is a lot of people's favorite time of sports. You got all these big playoff series, and then you've got obviously baseball and just coming off of March Madness. I miss this like two month stretch of sports is the best. Another interesting matchup, if you are intrigued, is you've got the Astros and the Mariners in Houston. It's gonna be games. fun, man. Yeah, you see this play. Okay, before we go, George Springer, by the way, one of the best players in baseball. Yeah. We didn't even talk about him. Do you see the play he made on Bregman yesterday? Yeah, and how many leadoff home runs? Oh, he's now? incredible, he's man. Ridiculous. He's incredible. Yeah, I hope. I hope if his numbers are there by the end of his career, I don't know if they will be, but if they're at Hall of Fame level, I really hope the 2017 doesn't hurt him. Isn't it funny that he is there, and it's almost like he's the fifth guy mentioned in that Toronto team? Yeah, man. Flo Bichette and Vladdy are just beasts. Bo Bichette breaking up a no-hitter today with a hey, bomb. Also, to be fair, they're, we're getting Tay Oscar back at the end of the, the week, so. That's a guy you've been winning all these games without. I love Tay Oscar. He's so Same. good. All right, so you've got a lot to choose from. Uh, let's go Cardinals. Let's go Blues. Let's hey, enjoy this week. We've got the college baseball stuff starting to ramp up. The regionals will be in a few weeks. College softball ramping up. Like you said, I think my favorite time is the fall, but this one is right there with it. I just love this time. I love the excitement around baseball fans at this time because their teams haven't been like killed yet and they're not out of it. So that's that's time, why I like this at time. At some point, we need to discuss – um, September slash October versus May versus March. That's something we need to have a discussion over. All right. Okay. It's a little wordy. We can work out the kinks, but yeah, yeah we'll we'll we can do that. Guys, thanks again. Once, once again, thank you so much for joining us. Um, if you get a second, go to uh, whatever podcast platform you listen to and give us a five-star rating. We greatly appreciate it. We, we've watched uh, over the last few weeks, our audience has really been growing. So thank you to that. Uh, that's, that's awesome for us. This is fun for us to do. It's, I'm still amazed that people listen to this show. I'm not going to lie. But I love it. You guys are the best. It's because I'm here. Why are you amazed? I mean, that is probably, to be fair, the reason why. Um, but, again, thank you. Uh, you could follow us on Facebook. Obviously, we, hey, we've been getting some great conversations on Facebook, by the way. Really, that's been a lot of fun. If you want to go there, obviously, you can find us at the More You Noble Sports Podcast. We're on Twitter, at More underscore Noble. You can find Caleb at Caleb Noble 08 on Twitter. Uh, he posts nonstop. I, are you really even going to class? Yeah, I just post in class. Can I say one okay. thing before we go? Because I think we didn't hit on it. You got I a think lot we'd of be, things to say. No, I think we'd be remiss if we just ignore it. Trevor Bauer suspension for two years. 
we're not going to get in depth on it. Um, the accusations of some athletes are horrible. We're obviously not there. We don't know what happened, but I just think it needs to be brought up. We do, we're not going to bring out a the other. No, I'm not. Just we have to just bring it up and not act like we're ignoring it. We're not going to really get into it because it's no, just we're not. so touchy and we don't yeah. know the facts of everything. We haven't gotten into the court case. So that's just where we're at. He's suspended for two years if you didn't know. Yep. And starting now, like not starting. No year. back pay I mean, no, and no pay. So that yeah. big short-term so, contract he signed should have signed a long-term one. All right. Well, look, the show was on such a high note and you just absolutely. I feel like you have to at least mention You just like brought like that. It was your sexism. No, I feel like as a journalist major, you have to, you can't ignore the elephant in the room. You have to mention it. You are correct. You are 100% correct. So thank you for bringing that up. Um, yeah, I agree 100%. Oh, hold on. I, now I got one more. And I, it'll be oh, very boy. quick. Very, very quick. Since you are at University of Illinois, uh, shout out to safety Kirby Jacobs, who was drafted in the third round by the Lions. I apologize that you're going to the Lions. But, hey, Motor City Dan Campbell bites kneecaps. That could be awesome. Uh, shout out to offensive tackle Vidarian Lowe, sixth round mm-hmm. to the Vikings, and center Doug Kramer, seventh round to the Bears. So three Illini drafted this week. Uh, senior dreams cool. come true has to be absolutely an amazing thing to get that call to hear your name called on on ESPN has to be unbelievable shout out to those guys and I also would be remiss if I didn't say that the Saints signed Tyron Matthew today one of my I was favorites. about to say I was just I was really hoping you were going to say it because I was about to say one more thing again yeah, yeah Tyron yeah. Matthew I I'm ordering my jersey whenever they go up on DHK because I'm not a fool and I don't pay full price but I will be getting – I might get one of every color for that, man, because I love I am so getting a Matthew one and an Alave one because I am – It doesn't even feel real. God, the Chris Alave is coming here to New Orleans. I am geek. Yeah. And also, Penny, the tackle from Northern Iowa, great. I see a lot of people they not said They reached not on, the, on the corner or safety. I don't know. You never know. Hey, the fact is we don't know if any of these guys are going to be good, but we got to hope that they're all going to be great. I love the idea of having Marshawn Lattimore and Tyron Matthew in your, back, in your backfield. And backfield. don't forget about Mar- our boy uh, Gardner Johnson. Yeah, him too. TD yeah. News. Yeah, let's go. Let's go, Saints. All right. All right. Well, you guys All right. have a fantastic day. Caleb, get to studying uh, in between coffees and watching the Blues game. Yeah, I'm not going to study tonight. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, you guys are all the best. Once again, thank you. We can't we can't thank you guys enough. You're awesome. We will be back in your ear at the end of the week, probably at the end of the Giants series. We'll be talking to you, and uh, thank you so much. Once again, find us on your favorite podcast platforms. Give us a five-star review. You guys are awesome. Stay safe out there. Take care of each other. Cheers. The more you know, the more you know, the more you know, it's the more you know. Noble.